0: What's going on, earners? Welcome to EYL University, the number one place for business education. Shadi, tell them we'll be we bringing.
1: Yes, EYL University already has over a hundred past webinars from all areas of business. It includes weekly webinars from industry leaders. It includes access to our investment Facebook group, movie club our book club. It also includes access to monthly financial planning calls with yours truly. But what has been added has access to MG, the mortgage guys home buyers blueprint over 14 hours, everything you need to know as far as the home buying process is concerned. And also what has been added is access to our monthly group chat call. Right. So once a month, me Troy and the whole team is going to let you in on our personal plays, our portfolio, what we're doing and more. So, All of that, we are running for a special promo code of 70% off for a limited time only. So head to EYLUniversity.com right now and take advantage. You know how this works? Don't wait. Don't hesitate. We'll see you on the other side. Get in, get out.
0: That's an OG classic. Yeah, shout out to all our women, all of our women. International Women's Day, since we all came from our woman, got a name from a woman, and I came from a woman. We love you all. We love you all. Shout out to all the
1: women investors out there, changing, changing the world, changing the world. Let's get into it. Market Mondays. Shout out to everybody in Atlanta. I was out there this weekend. Um, always love, every time we touch the city, it's always love. So, uh, you know, I appreciate the Southern hospitality. Thank you guys, man. Atlanta, there's no place like Atlanta. guys oh what's, going, what's going on?
2: Listen, Caesar sent that, that package.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Diddy, man. man. Shout out to Diddy, man. Shout out to Dion. Shout out to the whole Revolt family, man. Shout out to Revolt, man. Black owned. Um, 100% black owned and they really doing their thing. You know, they got some flack early on, but they, they they really out here hustling, man. They got uh, Justin LeBoy, His show is, is doing well. Um, they got Drink Leboy, Champs. He doing good. Um, yeah, they got they got a bunch of stuff, man. Shout out to my man, Ross Mack, actually. Um, he's on Revolt as well. So shout out to Revolt, yeah. man.
0: To Revolt. A lot of love, man, from that Shout out to, to
1: Lex, you ran into Lex. Shout out to Lex, man. Shout out to Lex, shout out to Rose. Yeah, I was out in Atlanta, um, but yeah, man, it's a blessing to just have so many good relationships in the industry and just in the world, period. And shout out to everybody in Atlanta that just showed so much love out there, man. Crazy,
2: crazy, crazy. Y'all had it a movie out there, boy.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, I've been scared. I had a whole mask on, whole Jason <laughs> mask on. <laughs> and I was, you yeah, know, living.
0: Yeah, you've been the only one in there with the mask on,
3: yeah, bro. Yeah,
0: that was, that's, a, that's a whole different story, For real. man.
1: Yeah. Welcome back. Welcome
2: back. I heard, um, I heard you was in the hood today. I heard you was in Southside. You know, uh, where I'm from, it looked like Southside. The house is just, that was telling me like the house was like 650. I'm like, uh, for all my people back home, it looked just like Gary or Southside of Chicago. So everybody's like, yo, don't look at your phone. I'm like, I know what to do. I'm comfortable. I haven't lost my sensibility. I'd have had a suit on. So I was good, but shout out to everybody in Queens and, uh, shout out to Sneet and his, uh, his restaurant, NK Restaurant. NK Pretty dope too. So for those of you in, in New York, check it out.
1: Yeah, Queens get the money, man. MG, I heard MG had you out had you out in, in in Queens today. So shout out to Matt.
0: Yeah. Shout out to everybody out there. Man. They, they, they put the blade on you. Special. Yeah, yeah, Got yeah. Man.
2: Yeah, man. Yeah, Matt was like, I'm gonna have my hood. I'm like, I am from there. That's no, not <laughs> it was fun though.
0: It was I see you getting though. in your back too, man. Taking taking in all all, all the sights of New York, man. It's beautiful. Yeah,
1: man. Uh the new architecture form.
2: landscape dope. It's dope, so yeah, yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it.
1: Fall in love with the city, man. You in New York more than us these days.
2: <laughs> the house is so small though. <laughs> you know, it has a beautiful view, but it's 480 square feet. I'm like, what I'm gonna do? Can't even put a queen size bed in here.
0: Man. Yeah, that's 480, okay, at least four
1: I'm beds. about to go to somewhere Montclair or
2: somewhere. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, man. But um, yeah, let's get into it. Um, I'll give the rundown of everything that we got going on this week, EYL. Uh, first of all, shout out to Dave Shans and shout out to Ash Cash. They, um, Ash Cash is a guest on Dave Shans' show right now. Is he? Yeah. This, 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 um, so shout out to them both uh, on EYL Network. Shout out to Social Pool Podcast. Shout out to Inside the Vault. Um, shout out to the guys. And um, this week, Jose Rodriguez, my man, better known as the credit dude. Solid, um, I was listening to that episode today, man. I think that might be a classic. Like, that episode is crazy, man. So many gyms. So much information, man. That episode comes out tomorrow at 5 o'clock. Make sure you check that out. Everything about business credit, um, personal credit hacks, how to build your child's credit. Um, You know, you can never have enough credit information. It's one of these things where one episode, two episodes isn't going to do it. It's life-changing information. Everybody's
0: going to have to deal with it. And I'm just so happy that it came out so well because he's such a good dude. Like Anytime we've ever asked anything from him, and even when we didn't ask anything from him, he's always supported, always shouted us out, always posted us. Um, so I, I was happy that we actually got to get this episode done, man. Yeah, the whole yeah. team is finished now.
1: For sure, and shout out to um envy, shout out to my bro DJ envy. Man, I seen him in Atlanta. Ran into <laughs> him in Atlanta as well. So New York, New get York was bad. definitely in a heavy, heavy, heavy. Yeah, yeah, envy was working. He was probably like eighteen parties, back to back to back. So shout Different out type to, of hustle. Shout out to envy and shout out to their whole team, man. Shout out to Flipping and Jay Caesar. He got a book out right now. Make
0: sure you check that. Number out. one book. Yeah. On the charts, yeah, man. Shout yeah. out to C's. You flipping, got flipping keys. Got the number one, book That's on. on, on uh, yeah, an entrepreneur. Out, so shout out, shout
1: out to them, man. Um, good people.
2: So we're well, y'all going to do the him five hundred credit, credit credit due
0: clap.
1: And break the internet.
0: Yeah, we got yeah. something. We got something brewing. Yeah, we, we got, got something brewing. <laughs> we got something brewing. Yeah, shout out both of them, man.
3: Big,
0: Shout out to the big boss man, Marcus Barney. Yeah, for sure. This this Wednesday, EYL University.
1: We got a dope class with Natalia. Um, she actually taught the class about investing in Ghana mm-hmm. um, before, so now she's going to come back and do and do a follow up a class on for this Wednesday. And your book club, you had the author come
0: Ooh, to the book club. Yo, shout out to all the earners that was in the book club yesterday. We had the amazing pleasure of having Jason Reynolds, the author of Stamped, an amazing book. If you haven't read it, if you haven't got the audio book, please go get it and support a just an intelligent man um, who gave a, a a history lesson in a non historical way. And um, he just lit the whole room on fire yesterday. If you was in there, you know what I'm talking about. And if you didn't catch it, it'll it'll be up uh, for you to rewatch it. It was amazing. I, I walked away from it feeling inspired. And I had to email him this morning, like what you just said yesterday inspired me to be even greater today than I was yesterday. And it, it's very rare when you meet that type of level of brilliance. Um, so when we do, and we get to share with, our, with our, our audience and all our earners, we can't take it for granted. So please do yourself a favor and go watch that book club again. I told you that it was like a podcast. If y'all was in there yesterday, it was like an episode. So shout out to Jason Reynolds and-, and um, Yeah, I missed out. Oh my gosh. And everybody that helped put it together. It yeah. was incredible.
1: Yeah, for sure. So um, yeah, that is that, EYL University. Uh, the link is pinned if you want to join. We're currently having a 70% off offer for the entire year. So we would love to have you. We got a bunch of stuff. Every single day something is happening on EYL University. So
0: yeah. Um, Let's get it rocking. Yeah, let me do this um, disclaimer. Let's oh, yeah, do the disclaimer. Let's do the disclaimer. Get disclaimer, disclaimer. All right? Listen, do your own research. Our content is intended to be used and must be used for informational purposes only. It is very important to do your own analysis before making any investment based on your own personal circumstances. You should take independent financial advice from a professional in connection with or independently research and verify any information that you find on our show and wish to rely upon, whether for the purpose of making an investment decision or Otherwise, do your own research. Do your own homework, y'all. Please, please. This is brought to you by the good folks at Angel legion and the good brother, Ian Dunlop, the Mass Investor. That's
1: it. So, Ian, the floor Those of you who
2: missed out on the Futures program the first time, you click the link in my bio. It is available for a dollar before y'all kill me in these comments. It is available. So, I love y'all. Let's get right to it.
1: All black owned uh spirits brands. By the way. By the way. The, shout o- th- the only way. <laughs> shout out to Ho. Shout out to, shout to Rose. To shout out out and shout out to the beautiful women that we have featured today, Lauren Hill and Beyonce. Two of the greatest of all time for, for International Women's Day. We had to
2: we had to do it right. It's only right. Given all the panic I saw everyone going through last week, I figured it was time that I, would, that I do one of these. Uh, but before we get to that, I want you to go rate the podcast, give it five stars. And if we get to the number one slot or when we get to the number one slot or number two on the podcast charts, I would give away a thousand scholarships uh, into the stock club as a way to say thank you to all of you. Number two, go subscribe to my YouTube. So every day I'll be dropping new videos on investing. I give more in-depth analysis, and then prizes will be given each month. So I'm almost at 10K. Uh, Once I get to 10,000 subscribers, I will be doing a uh, cash giveaway. So go to YouTube, look up my name, Ian Dunlap, and get some of the videos there. I appreciate you guys so much. And then tonight, finally, Trading After Dark will begin at 930 Central. Uh, The first 1,000 people are available to watch on Zoom. And fire away questions, everyone else will have to go to my channel and watch on YouTube. And we will exclusively be talking about trading, uh, particularly the futures market. And then this is going to begin the journey of us going through 6,000 charts together as a family. Uh, Today's episode is sponsored by the Stock Club. So if you want to know where to get in, when to exit, which companies to stay away from, uh, when is a good time to take profit and how to hedge in the market you get a daily call for 20 minutes, Uh, Stock Club is a place for you. I would love for you to join us if you want a considerable edge in the market. Uh, Today's class, the biggest thing I want to go over are the 12 things that can cause a crash and how to protect yourself from it. Because last week I saw so many people panicking and worrying about a crash. And we'll finally uh, break down what's the difference between a correction and a crash. But I saw so many people worried. I figured I had to address this today. But first, write this down. These are the seven rules of freedom that we follow in Red Panda. Number one, wealth is the ultimate goal that we are trying to achieve. And that's because wealth ultimately buys you freedom. And the purpose of that freedom is to do with your time what you choose to do, not what someone else chooses for you. And we want to be around people that that are peaceful, inspiring, and full of integrity, and that bring joy and happiness to our lives. You have to realize that the secret is there is no secret or no shortcut. There is no get-risk, quick scheme. You have to build slowly, consistently, honorably, and diligently. So I need you for context as we're going through these. These are North Star or guiding principles that we follow as a family. But these are the 12 things that causes a crash, and here's how to protect yourself from it. And I want to say, stop worrying about a crash Anytime we have a pullback, I know Tesla dropped 34% and some change, but there is no upside reward without some downside risk. But number one, overinflated bubbles bursting. So anytime that a market gets too hot or too frothy, at some point those bubbles will burst. And if you're wondering when a a bubble is going to burst in the industry that you're looking at, you need to go study the entire history of that particular market to get context for how long or how many decades you have until that bubble will burst. Number two, so in 2008, we had over-leveraging. And when you had mortgage-backed securities and exotic tranches and things and all kinds of derivatives being thrown around, it leads to people leveraging and taking on more risk that is necessary and it ends up damaging the system. So that's the second reason that a bubble can burst or cause a crash. Number three, when you have banking panics or monetary contraction. So if you have a run on a bank, that is the third reason that a crash could happen. So we haven't had any banks uh, at scale, being um, funds being liquidated from customers, so we're fine. No extreme monetary contraction, so we technically are in a safe zone. Number four, decreased lending. So whenever you start to see that banks and financial institutions are lending at a slower pace, it is usually a sign that the market is going to crash because they then want to protect the capital that they have in their reserves and on their books. Be mindful of that. So when you're saying, when we're telling you to do your research, these are things that you need to go look at and you need to spend an hour a day researching. And I've been telling everyone at Red Panda and I'll uh, share with you that you need to spend at least a hundred pages a day in terms of your reading time to get a considerable edge in this market because without it, you are technically gambling. Reddit and Discord groups do not count. So when you have decreased lending, that does lead to a potential crash. Number five, when you are using excessive leverage. So whether at a macro scale or in your own personal account, these are some things because flash crashes and fat finger trades have happened And they've caused uh, some damage catastrophically in the system when they were over leveraged or used excessive leverage on a set of particular trades. Number six, interest rates and inflation. And people act as if interest rates and the yield went up to 9.875%. It barely bumped. And in this market, stocks can still rise when bonds yields go up. It doesn't mean that we're going to have a crash as a result, but interest rates and inflation can't adjust the market and have a negative effect on it. Number seven, political conflicts and unrest. So anytime that there's political uneasiness, and when we, when we had a prior president that caused some of that civil and political unrest, things were rocky or choppy at the times. Number eight, dramatic tax changes. So if taxes go up, to 65%, it will have a dramatic effect on the market and how people choose to invest their capital. Number nine, this is key, panic and euphoric pressure from the market. So anytime where a market is too hot and people are saying this thing will never come down, and it's going to the moon, and it's never going to slide down, that is usually a sign a crash at some point or a deep correction is imminent. Number 10, it could be a combination of these factors. So if you have political unrest with rising interest rates, with uh, excessive euphoria, excessive over-leveraging in accounts, it could cause some danger. The one that I'm most fearful of is in maybe 2035, and that's at the time when China should surpass us as the number one superpower, is if our student loan crisis and that student loan bubble pops. I think it would be three times as big as the real estate crisis in 2008 number 12 funds flowing out of a particular industry or sector and into others now you're seeing a lot more funds putting money into energy and gas companies and i'll tell you guys and i'll address it later even with the airlines you have to stop chasing what other funds are chasing and focus on the long-term horizon because you're not able to get the data in real time when they're executing to get out of a position or sector and get into another We're gonna do quiz time finally about charts and I wanna ask you if these assets or companies are going up or down, but let's do that at the very end. But I wanna ask you a question. If we have four to 14 months of a slow period in the market, what would you do? Type in chat, what would you do? I'm gonna give you some insight. One, and this is where you would start to build a base. So in a flat market, Every month, you still should have the number of shares that you're looking to buy per month, whether it's 100, 1,000, 10,000, et cetera. You still need to execute that amount. Number two, only focus on eight stocks that you would want in your primary list. And these eight would be the eight that you would pick if your life or your family's life were on the line. Type to me, what are those eight? Number three, pick the top 50 stocks you're interested in and write the prices down that you will want to acquire that asset or that stock. The time to not write the price down is when everything is in free fall because your emotions take over. So now that we have some stability today, it would be great for you to go write 50 stocks that you are interested in and say, hey, if it drops to this price, I would want to get in here. I always do my pricing uh, planning on days when the market is up, not when the market is down. So when we finally slide back down, I have an advantage of where I want to get in and I can think clearly. I have to say this. Buy the dip is not a strategy. Please put this in chat. Buy the dip is not a strategy. That is a cute axiom. But what a, a dip is different to every person. One person may see 2% decline as a dip. Another person may see 10% as a dip. Another may see 25 to 50%. You need an exact price. So are you going to buy 20% off? 30% off, 40% off, but dip is not a mathematical measure. It is a wide ranging, in this case, euphemism. You have no edge from a stats perspective, just buying the dip, right? And then some of you bought the dip and you end up looking like my guy here who needed a taper <laughs> and had a rough day and you bought the dip and it kept dipping, So we talked about the 72 period moving average. 200 is another way. On On an episode with Mark Cuban, I gave you another way, which I think is superior for those of you that are using it. Great job. But I want to ask you a question right now. What would be the best price right now, hypothetically, if you want to buy Salesforce based off the 72 period moving average? Everyone's commentary and chat should be around the same price. Please type this and write this down. You need one method of entry to buy all of your assets. And I posted this last week, but Square is a new J.P. Morgan, and congrats to Jay on the deal with Jack. So Square is one of my favorites has been for a while, but here's how Square makes money. What now that they're going into the banking space and they they can do lending at 10x the capital reserves they have in. Their possession that is going to be a huge benefit to them Um, and then we'll talk more about title and the acquisition but there's a great reason that they end up acquiring title very strategic move for jay-z and jack and the amount of data that they'll be able to get from uh that customer acquisition and data play is going to be amazing but number two transactional fees from selling products and services is number two number three bitcoin it's a great hedge Uh, They bought $170 million worth in February of this year. Um, They make 63% of their money from cash app.
4: Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard.
5: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
2: And then 55% of their gross profit comes from people selling on their platform. So they're in banking, transactional selling, hedging with Bitcoin, and acquiring a music service that would give them access to more customers that will potentially use either Cash App or their platform. As well played. Um, a key tip: another way to hedge in the market when everything is falling is to get in at better prices and avoid non-competitive entries. At Rare Panda, we do not die during these dips. We acquire and we wait. And I know some of you were like, "Hey, I don't think these prices are ever going to hit." And then Apple hit. And then Amazon hit. And then AMD hit, and then Tesla fell to the area, I said we will fall. You have to plan in advance when you're going to enter. So if a house is on sale for $250,000, at what point is that house a good deal for you? It's not a good deal at two thirty-five. And the crazy part, what you guys don't realize, the same methodology that I've given you to be able to buy stocks, you can use it to buy real estate or businesses or commercial real estate. So once you have one system For entry to formulate and calculate your prices, you can use it for every industry that you are a part of. I want to walk you through uh, historically what happens in February and March, because I know for some of you that are brand new, you've been kind of brainwashed into thinking that the market moves in a random fashion or even that it moves in a rational fashion. And it does not. So I want to walk you through the stats of February and March, historically what the market has done. And I need you to know now that February is one of the weaker performing months. January, usually pretty damn good. February, not so much. So from 1980 through 2019, the average stock market returns for the S&P 500 are 0.29%. And September is often the worst month. So please write that down. The day before President's Day weekend, the S&P is down 17 out of 29 years. So does that put the probability of the market being up or your portfolio being up or down. Please put that in chat. There's enough data that has been written on investing that these drops or minor corrections should not bother you. February's expiration day was on the 19th. So once we had expiration, a lot of the money had not flown, uh, flown back into the market yet. In the March, the end of the month is usually weak. So if we have a drop or we're flat at the end of this month, don't be surprised. It's typical. This is the typical movement of the market. And March has been rather turbulent in recent years. So in March, 2020, the Dow declined 13.7%, which was the worst March since 1938. So if we have another downslide in March or a flat, do not be surprised. There is a seasonality to investing that I need you to know about. And with the Dow being down 1,469 points from March 9th through March 22nd, 2001, this is a common occurrence decade over decade. I've been telling you guys, I need you to Google, when does the Federal Reserve start to print money in March? You will see a correlation between when the recession ended versus when they started printing money. In 2008 and in 2020, the market recovered. The recession ended then, but it was because of the influence of the money machine that the Federal Reserve used to get us out of danger in both instances. The last three out of four days on the Dow is a net loser 20 out of 31 years. And I have to stress this, stop gambling, stop buying at highs, and stop buying at super prices that do not give you an advantage. And the hardest part about investing is knocking out all the noise and eliminating all the noise. And even if an asset that you love like Tesla is at 850, right? It doesn't make any sense to buy it at those highs. You have to wait till it pulls back. And if you know Tesla on average is going to drop back 30 to 42%, you need to wait for those dips to buy. So for all my real estate people, you know this. If there's a house worth 1.2 million, there's no reason to pay 1.13 for it. It's better to wait. Till it's on sale for 700000 maybe five sixty, And then no matter what happens in the economy, you can sit on that asset and then sell it again for $1.1. Please write this down. The price that you get into the market matters more than almost anything. You can't print alpha or, or get any gains if you're buying at top of market. And I have to stress this again. No matter how unsexy it is, and my grandmother used to tell me that you don't have to advertise or promote the truth. It is what it is, baby. Hold for the long term, 10 to 20 years, or face a chance of losing it all. And the reason why most people don't want to hold for 10 to 20 years is because they've been making bad financial decisions for the last 10 to 20. You have to choose whether it's going to end. Whether you choose to hold long term or not does not affect me at all. I know I'm going to hold for 10 to 20. I'm going to make sure that Xander holds his for his children, and then hopefully his kids won't mess up, and then they'll hold for 10 to 20 years minimum in possession. But tonight, write this down. I want you to go through 20 stocks, go through Portfolio Visualizer or MacroTrends.net, Portfolio Visualizer or MacroTrends.net, and I want you to see whatever company that you're interested in. If you've held it over any 10-year period, will you be down? The 10-year period is the second safest time horizon to hold your assets and, and this applies to real estate and businesses. If you can make it through that 10 year stretch, you're okay. 20 is the number one time frame, 20 year period. Go through the 20 stocks that you like the most and tell me if you held them any 10 years, would you be in profit? That would be your determining factor if you should hold for a 10 year period or not. And the thing that I'm realizing is that most cannot trade because they don't have patience. Most of them are not patient because they do not want to make money. And most do not know where to get into the market. If this is you, if you can't trade, if you're impatient, you don't want, don't know where to get in, please let us help you. But you have to have your edge of where to get into the market. Write in chat, what is your method for getting into the market? And it can't be diamond hands and (laughs) buy the dip and, and hodl. That's not a strategy in itself. Even though if they said hodl for 10 years, I would agree with it. Even with Bitcoin, if you look at the top five crypto assets, if you held them for a 10-year period, you would be in profit based on the velocity of them, but also the risk. You have to be able to stomach those and ride those waves out. And I can argue without the acquisition of Apple into Buffett's portfolio, and kudos to the team um, at Berkshire, without that addition of Apple, the traditional method of uh, acquiring companies that are rooted in American infrastructure, I think Berkshire would be down a lot more. That $50 billion gain has helped a lot, and they're going through a transitional period. I think at some point Warren is going to step down here relatively soon after an illustrious career, which is well-deserved. But this $50 billion gain is tremendous. And meanwhile, Buffett is saying, it's the best business in the world that I know of. But on Twitter, if you scroll through and look, you'll see somebody like Johnny Jackass saying, Apple isn't growing. There's no innovation. There are two pockets of investors that I'm noticing. Ones that are just getting started, that don't have much capital, that are looking for more growth, right? And then you have a seasoned investor or seasoned business person that is looking for safety. I'm going to tell you, no matter how much money you have or don't have, the number one thing that you have to be focused on is defense. It's fun to get 500, 800%. But what happens when it goes away? And I know for us, when most of us don't hit the mark that we need to, we quit. Or even worse, we finally make some big gains and then we end up giving it away and it hurts. Uh, These are the top eight weaknesses of most investors. Please write these down. Number one, most do not know where to get in. Given the thousands of books and millions of hours discussed on investing, most people will not use one system long enough to know where to get in. Number two, most do not know where to get out of the market. You need a predetermined exit, either percentage-based or price-based. Number three, most will not use a predetermined exit. So if you're in a longer position, around the 500% mark, if you can get that, that's probably when you should take profit. If you can get a 1,000% return, great, but you need a predetermined exit for when you will leave that position or that trade. Number four, most will not be patient to let their profits mature. So some of you are great at letting your winners run for a bit. Some of you take profits too soon. You'll get in the trade and be up 3% and be like, oh I'm going to take it. You have to let your profits mature at some point. Number five, you choose to gamble over safety because, let's be honest, and I've done it, um, you made money mistakes in the the past, and now you will rather gamble to try and make up for lost time, and that doesn't work. Number six, selection of bad stocks doing to be a bad business person. The thing that I see in all the meetings and conferences that I go to in every meeting that I have is that the good business people are always selecting good companies to invest in. And the ones that are more volatile, like NEO and Plug, right? They're buying them at such low prices, it's almost impossible to then lose. Bad business people or people that do not have systems in place, I see that they're always chasing and how you do one thing is usually how you do any other. Number seven, most will not um, do enough substantial research to become an incredible investor with an edge. And number eight, most will not read 100 pages per day to get a competitive edge in the market. So let's play versus. Let's do Apple versus your company. So the company I have, revenue is $274.5 billion. The net income is 57.4. Total assets... 323.9 billion, cash flow of 80.7 billion. And the one that I'm picking is number one in their industry. The company that you're pairing against my company is the number one in their industry. In order to pick a stock and say, hey, I'm going to pick this company over Apple, it needs to have four out of these five. And there are companies in which you can argue they may not have the total revenue, but the other four they have. But you have to compare stocks versus another and not just gamble. We are in a an extreme macro environment in which traders are succeeding incredibly well. But at some time the table's going to turn and 2021 would not be like 2020. It will be a choppier, more volatile environment and you have to have uh, your decision making matrix in place and not deviate from it if you want to be able to get some great gains. I want to really quickly touch on return on investment models and help you out. So there's four that you can follow. You want to invest $1 to make 5 You want to invest $1 to make $10. one to make 50 And $1 to make 10 So Jay has done two deals with, uh, with title. one with Sprint and one with Jack. So he acquired it for $56 billion, and he sold $1. For partial stake, I think for two hundred million, and the other one for two hundred and ninety-seven. What investment model thus far has he used with title to monetize? Was it one to five, one to 10, $1 to fifty, or one to one hundred? And let me say this as we get close to wrapping up: if you're not putting in an effort. To get good at this is because you don't want it. I'm going to be real with you. There's more information flowing around these last 18 months and I think probably the last eight years prior and definitely 10 times the amount when I first started in 2010. It didn't take me all of this to get started. Like Either you want this shit or you don't. Every blueprint is there. You have to pick whether you're going to be a long-term investor, short-term investor, short-term trader, but you have everything that you need in front of you. You have to go execute. You only need four great companies. If you have 24 companies or 18 companies, you make your own mutual fund. For what? I don't want you to be lost like this spaceman in the forest who does not know where the hell he's going. Should you have 10 positions? Someone asked me a great question. And let's say if we hit a crash, should you sell half of your positions to be safe? I would argue that you need to just find stocks that are pretty much crash proof. So if the market goes down 50%, they may only bleed 15 to 28%. They're not going to fall 50. And definitely you don't want stocks in your possession that if the market crashes 50%, that they go down 78 or 80% in value because those are very tough to recover. How do you know how low stocks will go? Um, I wish I can give you an easy answer, but it's just a lot of time in the market. Um, I wouldn't advise anybody to do 12 hours a day, but If you're doing four, five, six hours a day and you use some of the indicators that I've given you for free on this show, you will have an idea to know how far that market would drop. But that 72 uh, period moving average is pretty damn amazing. And then you have safeguards to preventing a stock market crash. So like at level one, at a 7% drop, the market will halt. And then again at 13%, it'll halt again. And then level three is at 20%. So last year we had a bunch of halts, and I remember Amber was killing and catching these shorts on on the ES uh, when the market was gapping down violently, right? But you have to keep these levels in mind, so please write these down. So if we ever have a hard push down and we drop 7% hard at the open, the the safeguards will trigger on the platforms um, to give the market a chance to calibrate itself. And really quickly, let me walk you through the difference between crash and correction. So a crash is something different altogether, right? So if you look, it took about four years after the Great Recession of 2007 and eight um, to recover. Um, the markets took about 25 years after the Great Depression to recover. A correction is the decline of 10%. So corrections happen every month you have to think of them as like rain cycles or when it snows and i've been out here in new york for a couple of days and damn it is cold but you we don't panic when it rains or when it snows it's the same thing you have to prepare for a 10% pullback at any given time that is normal um but a recession is different as a recession is a business cycle contraction so when there's a decline in activity overall across the entire economic landscape and These things usually happen when there's a widespread drop in spending. Some of you keep asking, how do you find entry points into the market? I am begging you. Please go listen to that Mark Cuban episode from top to bottom. I give you everything that you need. It's probably the best episode that I created. How do you differentiate from holding a long-term position versus falling in love with a stock? I think you should only fall in love with stocks that are going to work out for you in the long term. And if interest rates go up, the easy gains will go away, but it does not mean that the entire market is going to fall as a result. Interest rates have been high before, and the market has flourished. Homework for tonight, go look at every decade, the 1950s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, and figure out which industries did well when interest rates were higher. Now, what would I do if my entire portfolio got wiped out? I would recalibrate, write down why I bought those assets, and did I get in at the best price? Um, But this is another reason why I stress investing in index funds, because even if you have an index, the probability of it going to zero, if you have one of the mainstream indexes, is less than 13%. And I know a lot of you are like, hey, man, if the market drops, I need to get UVXY. Only hold that for two to three days max. The best inverted or best inversion strategy is to buy at the best prices. You guys are going to have to practice at getting good at this. Um, there's no other way around it. I know some, it's exciting to potentially catch one of these inverted assets and then ride it up. But after 15 days, 20 days, 30 days under your possession, it's going to eat away a lot of your gains and everything else. And I said this before, the ultimate hedge is owning a business or multiple businesses paired with stocks, real estate, life insurance, and ultimately you want to get to 24 streams of revenue. You are not going to have all of your businesses and stocks and real estate. And life insurance and other streams of revenue fall apart at one time. So in 1948, uh, Benjamin Graham, which is Warren Buffett's mentor, bought a considerable stake in Geico. And if you go look at the returns and where Buffett got this model from, um, it was probably one of the biggest returns that Benjamin Graham ever got, even though his thesis was best in investing in value. So... Throughout history, no matter what you do, you cannot avoid this matrix. You need to have businesses in your possession so you're able to hedge off any crashes in the market. And I'm not saying we will, but let's plan for a worst-case scenario. If we hit four recession, or even worse, full depression, and this lasted for four to eight years, what would you do? Because it's better to have the fire extinguisher and not need it. So in in terms of your, so everything with your trades, what would you trade? What would you swing trade? What would you hold for three or four years? What would you buy? Please put that in chat. Because you need to have the plan before everything hits the fan. Not saying that we are. Because I think people overreacted to the interest rates conversation. But if we did fall apart, what would you do? Please put that in chat. And honestly, if you panicked this week, that's a sign that you did not get into the best prices. Because I'm going to be honest, like if you got into some good positions maybe even three months ago, but especially like last July, kudos to those of you that were in Elite and then um, everyone in Stock Club, the position you're still holding from last May, last March, still doing well. If you're just starting out three weeks ago, it may not be the best feeling. But give it time, and things are going to work itself out. And I was going to include the screenshot of uh, my guy who asked me this question about being down a hundred thousand. And but I don't want people to run to your page. The thing I will say to you, first and foremost, what a blessing it is to be able to be down a hundred grand, right? But give it time; it's going to work itself out. Um, fortunately for you, are you are in some great positions. But at one point, you were up five hundred percent. I'm going to tell you, um, trader to trader, anytime you get to that level of being down, excuse me, of being up 500%, that's probably when you should take profit. And I know everybody's chasing 2,000, 4,000%, 6,000, great, because the numbers that you can potentially hit are astronomical now. But what if that 100% gain then goes to 40 And what happens when we trade, we'll lose a certain amount of money that scars us. So the main reason I don't trade midday because I had my biggest financial loss trading midday when the volume was his weakest. Uh, Kudos to my my brother Marcus. Like Marcus will not trade around any Federal Reserve announcements because you got clapped on a Federal Reserve announcement and it will scar you. What I don't want to happen is I'd rather you have the pain of taking profit and being up. Three, four hundred thousand and getting out, opposed to being drawn down a lot and not being able to recover from it, and then potentially quitting and saying, Hey, that stock market thing is not for me. The stock market is the ultimate mechanism from taking money from people that are undisciplined with no plan and transferring it to people who will follow their plan to AT, especially when you're competing against quants and algorithms. Uh, what type of companies will high interest rates affect? It depends on how high the interest rates will go. But the first ones are going to be tech um, that are that have reached their peak. Now, tech isn't going to fall apart, but you'll see a couple of pullbacks in tech. And then also companies that do not have a considerable edge or that do not have a high market cap or high market share in their space. So all the companies that were like eighth in their industry, they're going to get beat up pretty bad. And some of you keep asking about how I built my discipline. And I can give you a long, eloquent answer, but the truth is, like, you have to have a driving force in your life that makes you want to master this or something. For me, it was Xander. I wasn't this person before Xander um, came into existence. So
3: you're either going to... Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant.
2: Or love someone so much that you want to provide for them. That's it. Everything else is conjecture. And I can ET you to death and I can Tony Robbins you to death and tell you all these things, right? Truth is you either want this shit or you don't. But often I have found that we will sacrifice more for others than we will for ourselves, especially for those of us that are parents or have family members that we care about. So you have to look and see. Who do you care about and who do you want to provide for? Type in chat. Who do you want to provide for and make life a little bit easier for? That has to be your driving force. And often, when we don't have a mission that is bigger than us, we tend to be selfish and won't put the work in. Maybe investing isn't your thing, but there may be a business that is perfect for you. That if you gave your all to, you can have a considerable impact and outcome in Someone asked, uh, why are airline executives selling their shares? And truth is, maybe they want to secure their future. Everyone does not have the luxury of waiting if they're in an industry where they've been beat up or laid off. I get that. Ideally, I want everyone to hold for a 10 to 20 year period, but I get life happens, especially if you have kids. So a lot of people are taking profit because now the airlines have recovered somewhat. And now you can begin to see some of the gains from the shares that you've had and they want safety. So. Don't chase the rotation and when they're exiting. If your plan is to hold and you can afford to hold for five to 10 years, please do so. And I need to say this as we wrap up. Technical analysis means nothing without understanding the macroeconomic cycle and understanding the history of the underlying asset that you're trading or investing in. And you can disagree. And this isn't me being pompous or arrogant or being an asshole. But if you disagree, have you gotten rich? from technical analysis alone if you have great but most haven't so write this down in addition to technical analysis because there's a lot of people talking about charting who have not charted for a year right and have no understanding of macro economics or the cycle that we're in Or what they're trading. So once you understand the technicals, meaning what price is best to get in, what cycle of the market are we in, pessimism, a middle ground, or euphoria, or extreme euphoria, plus what the business does, then you'll have your edge. That's the holy trinity. It's not just technicals. Because some of you are getting your asses kicked using RSI alone. Oh, we're oversold, so now... Okay, great, and what happens? Now you draw down 50%. It's deeper than that. And then also understand technical analysis is not are not concrete blocks. So just because you set a trend line at 212 doesn't mean that the market won't say fuck your 212. And once you understand the economic cycle that you're in and the history of pricing. So go look at 20 years on that asset that you're looking at and it'll give you an edge. And these are the top lessons that I've taken from Howard Marks. And no matter who you learn from, you understand the lessons are all the same. So, number one, be aware of the market cycle. Are we at a top, bottom, in the middle of a cycle of pessimism or euphoria? Right now, we're almost at a top in everything. This reminds me a lot of last year. A lot of last year. Number two, returns are higher with more volatile investments, but so are the losses. And Kudos to Michael Bacchon. Uh It was a great point that he made. It's like, you cannot get high returns... Without high volatility, it does not happen. So, if you want those gains, if you wanted the gains from Tesla from last year, you have to deal with the drawdown of now. Number three, you never know 100% of the time what will happen in the future. You can only play the probabilities. For me, I know if I wait to the ideal prices, kudos to you that got in on like the entries for Apple, and even if it dropped a little bit further, you, you weren't down a lot, right? Apple technically could fall to 83 bucks, worst case scenario. But I know the probability of it falling from 121 or 118 down to 83 is very low, less than a 4% chance. You don't want to gamble. You want to know in terms of percentage how will this play out before you execute the trade. And it's the big lesson that no one wants to hear, but it's the most important part of the game. So Dream Team, listen up. Red Panda Snipers, listen up. Risk control is key, and it's all that matters. I don't care how much you can make. How much can you keep, and how much can you prevent from drawing down? So let's say you have seven losses at 1.6%. That's 11.2% drawdown. Anybody can withstand 11% drop, right? Put yes in chat if you can. Seven losses at 22% at equals negative 154%. Because what happens when you draw down and you blow up your account? You put money, more money back in. And now you say, well, okay, I lost 10 grand. I'm going to put 10 grand in. Now you think that you're starting fresh, but you are not looking at the capital that you lost already. So once you get up 5%, snipers 8%, if we lock in too, we have a little bit of safety. And then if it goes 50 or 80 or 100%, great. But most people do not have their risk parameters in place. And once you look at history, all the hedge funds, all the traders blow up accounts over the same reason as mismanagement of leverage and overstepping the number of trades they should take. This is very key. Love your thesis, but look for insights that is opposite of your own. I love Tesla. been a fan of Elon since he was with PayPal Mafia. But if you read the reports, yes, the revenue could be better. They are not as stable as they could be. And even though uh, I love Elon, he's probably one of the more vilified entrepreneurs of this era. But they are in need of a Tim Cook. They need a operator. Elon's probably one of the greatest engineers ever, arguably. But he needs an operator to help give them an edge and drive in revenue. Love your company. And the arguments about Apple not being innovative are true to a certain degree. But the operations that Tim Cook has brought is innovation in itself. Luck helps, but excessive preparation breeds luck. So luck helps, but excessive preparation breeds luck. And nothing as dependable as market cycles. You have to understand the market that you're in. So literally, if we're at the top of the market, please stop buying and adding positions at the top of the market. Wait for the market to drop the house is worth 250 wait for it to go on sale for $200. do not buy it at 249 because the cabinets are good. And the last thing from Howard, the thing that I find most interesting is how paradoxical it is. How often things that seem obvious, which everyone agrees on, turns out not to be true. So like cruise lines last year, airlines last year, were there some gains there? Yes. No one was talking about how important it was to be into tech, but a few people and I was one of those. Even Apple is a born business. There's no gains there. No gains left. People have been saying that for 20 years. You can go look. And on this final note, I need you to screenshot this. I don't agree with most of the things that this man says, but this quote is amazing. You're going to pay a price for every bloody thing that you do and everything that you don't. You don't get to choose to not pay a price You get to choose which poison you're going to take, and that's it. So you're either going to take the time to master investing and take control of your financial life, or you're going to pay the price to someone that has put all of their energy, effort, time, and energy into studying it, and they will be able to control your life. And I think that you deserve better than that. And let's be honest, it's not that damn hard. It's not that hard. Whenever I ask anyone, hey, what are your favorite companies? No one is saying, kudos to the people at Exxon, but no one's saying Exxon. It's not one of the first 15 companies that people are mentioning. You are capable, you are worthy, you deserve this. But you have to pick the price that you're gonna pay. So opposed to arguing and bickering online or even in comments, I need you to choose to master this or not and pay those prices. Love you guys. Over.
1: Yes, another
0: another college um, yeah. class.
2: Trying to make it for the audio for last week. Yeah,
0: so I, feel like I feel like you did, you did the step. You shot the three and then turned around. Yeah. Like, ah! That was yeah, five, you know? man. Was, they said I the presidential that. campaign started. They said your presidential campaign has started Dunlap 2024. Better, better than, college, <laughs> <man>. <laughs>
2: better than no, college, I appreciate y'all.
1: Yeah, for sure, man. Definitely um, higher education, for sure.
2: I'll find a way to learn. That's a fact.
0: Uh, Shotty was smiling over here when you put up that defense is the best offense. he have been telling that for...
2: Forever. Tell, like, you, you were supposed to dive into it three weeks ago, but can you dive into it now? Like, 200% gains mean nothing if a person going to draw down 180. And for us in our community, who lose 100%? We're never going to come back to the market. But I think it's yeah. important on the advisor side, can you talk about how important it is? Because if you lose 80% for a client, oh man, they're gonna be all over Instagram, you know? Yeah,
1: no, it's true. And it's like, even for me personally, for all of us, me personally, I lost an ungodly amount of money, but you never lose until you take it out. But um, yeah, last couple of weeks, I lost, I lost a lost of pension. I lost a firefighter's pension.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, But you know, just wins and losses in this game. So mm-hmm. I'm not really too, um, but what I kept saying, and this is why it's important to diversify your portfolio and not have all um, just one thing, not just have all individual stocks. Yeah. And um, this is why you got to be careful with options as well, mm-hmm. especially short-term options, because it's not, my philosophy on it is that it's not so much if a company is a bad company or not, it's the time frame. The, the problem with short-term options, any option, but really short-term options, you put time frames on it. So like we know Apple's going to come back. Mm-hmm. But if you got an April call, you might time. not have enough time. You're gonna run out of time. Yeah. So that's that's that's, that's the thing that's run really time. like difficult. And that's what Bono was saying. Like, if you really do it right, you don't need to have your whole portfolio. The reason why long-term investing makes sense is that it gives you time. Like mm-hmm. investing, like the most important thing that you have on your time, on your side is time. Mm-hmm. But you can withstand all kinds of anything mm-hmm. if you just ride out. If you don't have time, you can make a lot of money. But it's like it's like being in the league. Shot clock is 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 against you running. You you, yeah. no, no matter how good of a player you are, if you only got two seconds to make it from the other baseline to the other baseline, you're not going to make it. You're going to end up no throwing a half point shot, and just hoping and praying that it goes in. Mm-hmm. So this is why it's extremely important to be intelligent and just to diversify. I mean, it's just a lot of stuff is common sense. But, you know, when we talk about losses and protecting your portfolio. So if you have. If you have a hundred thousand dollars in your portfolio, right, and that hundred thousand goes to to fifty, now that's a fifty percent loss. But in, mm-hmm. in order for it to go back up to a hundred, you got to have a hundred percent gain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the losses hurt you a lot more than the wins. Because like we, one of our friends was saying, like, "Yo, I never, I lost. He, he lost like one hundred fifty thousand last week, and he said I never made one hundred fifty thousand in a week, mm-hmm. but okay. I lost last
6: week. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So
0: the losses. And they come so they they,
1: and they, they come a lot faster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's all it's all it's all a game of math. Like once you really start to understand the math, math is 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 a language within itself. Yeah. I was just telling that somebody the other day. Like math is a language within itself, and once you really start to understand math, then you understand why the best offense is the best defense.
3: Mm-hmm. And, and it's that, kind that,
0: of go ahead, glad that. you t- on the inverted indexes because we we spoke about it. But like you said, you don't stay in the inverted long-term, you, you you time it when you're gonna get out, right? 10 days, maybe 15 days. And so even my brother had that question. He was like, well, the, how, how come the SDAO is, is not gaining? And I'm like, well, the Dow is at an all-time high, right? The NASDAQ is down. So you gotta, there's different indexes that you can, <sighs> so the SDAO was one, right? That tracks, obviously, the Dow, But PSQ is more for the NASDAQ. So if you're in the PSQ, that's an inverted index for that. If you're trying to do the SP and an ETF or an inverted index you can use for that. So knowing that, like these are like the mistakes that I made, right? So I'm we're telling you because we're ma- we've made the mistakes and we're telling you hey yeah. this is what you should be looking at. So if you're trying to looking at if you're looking at the, the Dow and saying, wait, I'm not making any money on this inverted index, well that's the reason. The Dow Jones did all the time high today. The Nasdaq went down three hundred points today. And if you if if you
1: study if you study nature, you can learn a lot from studying nature. Yes. Like um, Forest fires, um, hurricanes. Avalanches. yeah Those are all nature's way of purifying itself. Mm-hmm. The problem with forest fires and hurricanes, unfortunately, is that human civilization, we live in places that we're not really supposed to live. Like, we're not supposed to live in, in Hollywood Hills and things of that nature because that's not really, but it's good views, right? So what happens with a forest fire is that's how nature actually purifies itself and new life is built. Mm-hmm. So if you really understand that, then you know that pullbacks in the market is healthy, it's needed. So when you see a pullback in a market, it's not something to run away from. It's something that is part of an economic cycle. Yeah. This is something I've been saying for a long time as well, is that we haven't had a down year in 12 years. Usually, at least once every seven years, we have a, a, a bear market. We had the shortest bear market in American history right. year because we printed so much money. Eventually, and I hope, I hope it doesn't happen this year for my own personal sake, but eventually we're going to have a down year. So what happens if we have a down year? And all of these people taking so much risk and over leveraging themselves. If we, all right, think about how bad these last two weeks were. But as they weren't point, bad.
2: That's the crazy part.
1: Well, relatively. Yeah. But I mean, at some point, right, right, right. we're going we're gonna to have a down year.
7: Mm-hmm.
1: So if you think your portfolio was hurting two weeks, what's going to happen when it's negative? Like I came, into, I came into the financial industry in 2007 when the stock market was down 40% for the year. Mm-hmm. 40%. Like, people have short-term memory. They forget about that. Like, we just yeah. are in a 10% correction. Imagine if, imagine if the stock market is down 40%
2: for 52 weeks. Yeah. People and it looking takes, at it, and yeah, it yeah. takes 20 months to recover. And at that time, housing market was weak. Gas prices were high. Commercial was messed up. I mean, the real estate bubble is going to pop at some point as well. Yeah. You guys have to get yeah. prepared. Yeah. And you said another
0: key thing, man. You said know your price point. And so know where you want to get it at. And most people don't do that. They play the guessing game. Like, like I'm going to always drop. I'm going oh, to buy it. But I, I gave a prime example. And we had this conversation uh, when he, you bought QQQ. And I'm like, it's not at my point right now. I need it to drop to a certain point for it to get there. And I watched it run up. And I felt that. I'm sure people feel the same way. It's like, oh, my God, it's, it's running up. it will probably never get back to that. But that's why patience so is so important. Because now it's at my point. I'm like, all right, well, OK. I got the range where I want to get in if I see the momentum slide back up, I'm on it right away. I'm watching that chart. I'm, I'm That's the homework, right? Like, I'm I'm watching it by the minute to see if it, it has an upward swing or if it has an upward momentum because now I get to get it exactly where I wanted it. It took me four months and it was tough because I'm watching Shadi going, yo, man, you didn't get that QQQ, but I knew my patience It always to, comes back down. Yep. I had, had to be diligent with it and, like, I've learned my lesson. So that, that's true, man. I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you spoke on that.
1: And I want to say cool. one more thing. Before we go to um, questions, and I know we got a couple other stuff on, but um, it, it's crazy if you really look at it because the Dow Jones actually hit, the, the Dow Jones hit an all-time, all-time high. high today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So NASDAQ, um, the peak, it peaked at 14,175. Um, 14, mm-hmm. Now it's at 12,609. So that's 11%. A 10% is considered a pullback. 20%, now we're in bear market territory if it goes mm-hmm. 20%. So it's crazy that and I said this, I said I don't know if anybody remembers me saying this, but I said this at least three times. I said, I think tech is overinflated. I said this during the summertime. I said this when Josh Brown was on. Yeah. I said this a few times. I said, I mean, it's just common sense, right? Mm-hmm. It's like when you see all of these tech stocks just performing at all-time highs, what goes up eventually has to come down. Yeah. So not to say that, you know, long-term, do I think that Tesla and Apple and Google are going to be... No, of course not. But... At some level, we had to see this coming. Like mm-hmm. I said it, I'm I, I'm on record saying, like, I think that tech is overinflated. Yeah. And now we see a, a rotation happening where the stock market is not down, the tech side is down. Right. Like NASDAQ the is down.
2: in value. Yeah, like if everything was at a high, we can't keep buying everything at a high. You got to go pick up some of the lower value companies and push those up and then tech will slide back down and everybody will put, push tech back, back up. Like the thing exactly. I think, go ahead.
0: Okay. I, I was, well, I was going to say that there was opportunities and that there was plenty of companies that we've spoken about that you, you had great opportunities. Well, I want yeah. right to, I want to, I want to, I'm going
1: to give you credit. I'm going to give you credit. You said this company a while ago, you said this company over a year ago and you kept saying it and I wasn't really too bullish on it, but all time high today on fire, Disney. This is something that you said yeah. several times. And um, California is opening back up. Mm-hmm. They, um, Disneyland, they're going to start to open back up Disneyland. Along let alone in streaming services. He wasn't rocking with um, it. <laughs> so this just goes to show you, like Ian says, there's never a bad market, it's mm-hmm. just bad entry points. And mm-hmm. when something is up, something else is down. Right now, tech is down, heavy. Mm-hmm.
0: Disney hit an all-time high. 2.11. You wanna talk about Disney? Yeah, man, I mean, we we saw it from the beginning, right? When, when we spoke about it on the podcast, like I think like the first couple episodes, when we talked about streaming and the power of streaming, so to watch everybody be home during the pandemic and knowing that they have a plenty of content, they wouldn't create a streaming service if they didn't have at least two to three years of content. And so they maximize on the content. They're hitting mm-hmm. numbers, uh, they're competitive, the number one competitor, Netflix. It took them 10 years to build 100 million subscribers. They did it in 12 months. Yeah. And so that type of revenue in 12 months is incredible. Now, most people know that Disney has parks and they have licensing and they have blockbuster movies. None of those things were included in their revenue, right? They didn't, there were no movie theaters to go to. There were no parks to go to. Malls were closed. The vaccine is coming.
5: Mm
2: -hmm. People go back
0: outside. Disneyland
2: is Yeah, here's the crazy part. They don't even have a lot of great content yet.
0: And and that's the thing.
2: The signs are all pointing
0: to extreme growth, right? You know they're gonna put billion dollar movies out. They've done it for the past five to seven years. You know people are gonna go back to Disneyland. Thirty-five percent capacity in California right now. It's coming. It's now added to the streaming.
1: I'm I'm gonna tell you something too. As far as like just traveling around the country, going to Atlanta, going to Miami. um, Atlanta, the the world world is opening back up. The world is opening. The world is opening. I saw things in Atlanta that (laughs) I I,
2: I would never see. ETF.
1: But I would never never see. I. I, it's hard to explain but I, <laughs> what I saw this weekend in Atlanta, but as in observ- said, Atlanta, you know, open and like I, w- I never saw this many people in a party in life in my life, let alone in a global, global pandemic. I say that to mm-hmm. say be safe. Uh well, yeah. First and foremost, be safe. But, um, mm-hmm. they're 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 ready to go. When you see the governor of, of Texas say it's over, so. 100%. We can debate this whole. I'm not here to debate if it's healthy or not, or if it, I, that's not. A, that's not. That's a different conversation for a different day. What I'm saying is that this world is opening back up. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. gonna open up, and by 2022, the floodgates is gonna open, the, and that, I, all of those
0: situations is gonna be a go. And this is why we spoke about this. And Ian, I know you remember. I said Live Nation. I said Live Nation. I said Live Nation. Mm-hmm. You're killing me for saying Live Nation. People been killing me for a lot of, like, the DraftKings thing, Disney thing, but the, draft, the Live Nation yeah.
2: was like... <laughs> How could they argue with the The world's not going to be closed yeah. forever. And then and for all entrepreneurs, you have to learn, too, even in moments of extreme pessimism, if you go look at Jesse Livermore's story, if you go look at the last recession or the Great Depression, there were a lot of people that became millionaires during that cycle because of the same sure. reason. So sure. even when there's a lot of disaster, there's always opportunity there if you can find it
0: more money in the drought but the live nation thing because i, I want people to really see it. if you go look at their chart right they were on pace to have an all-time year in 2020 just because mm-hmm. of the sales. And, and you know they control most of the venues most, most people don't know that but they control most of the venues that people perform in obviously corona hit there was no performances but what you didn't realize and this is one of the things that they released in their fourth quarter reportings, is that 83 percent of the people who bought tickets didn't even ask for a refund uh mm-hmm. Eighty-three percent of ticket buyers didn't ask for a refund, so that money's just sitting on capital. Plus, in the I think in June or July, you had uh, the Saudis invest five hundred million in the company. So you got five hundred million plus eighty-three percent of the people who've never even asked for a refund just waiting to come back. They're saying now, like by summer, festival is going to have seventy-five percent capacity. If he saw that many people in a party, imagine
2: when. And then twenty-four, <laughs> it's going to be in time. Party
0: is now at the festival. You talking
2: about? Tour- yeah. And the versus tours are going to be probably the biggest hip hop tour of all time. If they do it right, they, they got they, a, they got a great they got a great they chance. They're going to do it.
1: And another somebody said, "Um, so what? What? Where should we be moving right now?" I I want to answer that question. I want to unpack that question if I can. Um, shout out to Bam, our our guy in Atlanta, XLF. He's been having on XLF. And exactly. XLF is all time high. That's yeah. the financial. That's the financial. i um, Yep. So the XLF is something that the financial sector is on fire right now. Mm-hmm. It, pretty much everything is on fire right now <laughs> except for tech. So, but, 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 this is something that you have to be careful about because somebody just said, I think I, it looked like I missed my entry point on Disney. It's like, it's like cheating on your girlfriend, right? Like when you cheat on your girlfriend, <laughs> you it's like you get caught at the wrong time. Then you go back, and then it's like you. Just stay, stay the course. Because what happens is that-
2: Be faithful to the positions that you have.
1: Oh, stop cheating, stop, yeah. stop. Kudos
2: stop. to the stock club members that got in at 100. Just hold quality for a long period of time.
1: The grass is not always greener.
2: It's never greener. You... Mm. So- No, it's not. Because <laughs> you always gonna get caught when you when you water in the other lawn. And then it's like, exactly. damn.
1: Why are you doing that? Respectfully. Uh, no, so what I'm saying <laughs> is this. This is what I'm saying. so you are looking for an entry point for something that's at an all-time high. but we just said tech is a is a major pullback mm-hmm. so instead mm-hmm. of looking for an entry point at Disney, this might be a good time to start looking for entry points in tech exactly or, or double down on your position. If you brought something in, in it now you can actually dollar cost down. We talked about that before as well you dollar cost down yeah. and like so if you if you brought Tesla at all-time highs, now you can dial the cost down, and now that brings your average buy point to a middle ground. Five twenty-two so, is not
2: a bad entry point if you're looking to hold for a four or five year period. Right. By the way, if you, Every you, watch you watch it at eight fifty. You watch it at eight twelve. It's at five sixty. Like yeah, yeah. This
0: if you wanted a time, here's a time. Right. If you wanted Apple, you watch it go up to one forty-five. It's at one eighteen.
2: Like what, what? 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 What's your entry point at? The, the one has been created for you. So How imagine yeah, got you. Homework for the night. Map out the 100 companies that you like and go write entry prices for them. Stop all the other cute shit. Yeah. Go write them prices.
0: Because
2: when they you. hit and we have a 40% pullback on some stocks, you are going to be elated. But the reason why some of you are not getting the edge that you want because you're not doing the work. I don't want this to be church. I want us to hold hands pass a collection plate and we all get coins <laughs> together. If you put in that work... <laughs> That's a match. match. I'm not okay, here to preach to you though. So so
1: yeah. So, so stop trying to rotate. Like I think Ian said, you're going to rotate yourself into poverty by rotating out of these positions because you keep Bar. you keep buying at all time highs, and every two months there's a different sector that's peaking. Mm-hmm. So stick, and this is why you diversify, have multiple different sectors, have an index. This is why the index is important, like the Russell 2000. Two of them, S&P 500. Because mm-hmm. if you now you have all different um, sectors. You're not just in one particular sector, so you're diversifying. So I believe in tech. Tech's not going anywhere. Let's not, you know, blow it out of proportion. But it might be some short-term pain to come. Damn. So just be prepared for that.
3: Can you stand? There? <laughs> and I'm,
1: I'm not glorifying any anybody that's cheating. It's not of my business. If you're, cheating you already know
2: they're gonna come for you about it.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. stop. I <laughs> gotta stop. stop. The grass stop. is
2: not greener on the other side. Mow, mow your own and water your own lawn. Keep the grass cut, please. Be faithful <laughs> to your positions or you're taking to the cleaners. That's a fact.
1: So let's, let's get some questions if we can. We haven't done this in a while, so we haven't we don't have a guest today, so we can answer some
0: questions. And- yeah, yeah, let's do it. Uh, Jason Warner, we coming to you. Unmute yourself, you've been unmuted.
2: Jason, what's going on? What's up, fellas? Can y'all hear me? Yeah, how you yeah, feeling?
7: How you- I'm doing good, man, I'm doing good. I just want to say uh shout out to y'all fellas for the game y'all give to the culture. We really appreciate it. I've been with y'all since story time, like way, way back. And, um, Here's
0: a yeah, little story. Yeah. I
7: throwback, oh. a super throwback. And Ian, thank you for the futures program because I have that on my Google calendar for probably the last few months. But um, I'll make it. it real quick. My uh, My question is, in episode 70, you talked about long-term oh. wealth being two tech stocks and two funds two index, and not yep. more than 20 picks because you're creating your own fund. Yep. So I kind of wanted more clarification on it.
2: If you have two index funds and two technology companies, you have exposure to everything else. The reason why I love indexes is because the drawdown is not that high. Everyone go look at the two most popular indexes or two most popu- popular mutual funds. Type in chat what the average drawdown on them per year is. You're not going to get an 85% drop on an index fund the safety. So that's my O line if I'm Brady. Two tech, great. I got Chad Ocho Cinco on his prime over here, Randy Moss over here, cool. Or Wes Welker, Gronk, I'm cool. So the indexes are my defense. Tech gives me acceleration. Everyone's talking about value and growth. The growth are the tech, the value plays are in the indexes. It's the safety. But also, if you only have a little bit of money, You can't have 45 positions and put $100 in each. I would rather go heavy on Apple, Tesla, Moderna last year, um, JP Morgan in 2008, and go heavy into the ones that I like. And I know you guys, you know, ladies, kill me for the analogies, but if I get four players, how Brooklyn is doing, I would rather pay four players, top dollar, than have 14 players that are terrible and pay them like a mid-level contract. I want to lean towards the ones that are going to do the best for me. Simple, Just keep four and That's life will be a hell of a lot easier. Or you can guys do what you want.
1: Appreciate yeah. you, story time, that was epic. If, yeah, any, yeah. if you don't know what story time is, you, you got to go back to the archives, earn your leisure. That's when we was in the dining room.
0: You, you're not day one if
2: you don't know story yeah, time. Yeah, story is.
0: time was epic. Uh, shout out to
2: Noah back to episode 70, damn. I appreciate that, I felt like five years ago.
0: That was a year ago. Yeah. Wow. It's crazy. Uh, no sir, we coming to you unmute yourself. You've been unmuted.
7: Hey guys, can you hear me? Yes. How are you? I'm good. What about you?
2: I'm good. Thank you for asking.
7: <clears throat> Thank you guys for that. I've been trying to get a question in for the past few weeks, but I appreciate it.
2: Break <laughs> guidelines. To ask two real quick. Fire. What'd you say? Nothing.
7: <laughs> 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 um, guide, correct me. Yeah. I saw an episode where you covered the 200 uh, day moving average as well as 72 day moving average. But for somebody that's just now getting into technical analysis yes. um, and trying to get into charting, where do you suggest that we start? Um, I also have a couple of the books that you uh, recommended, but like, where do you suggest we start for a beginner?
2: I would start with the price channel. That's way more fire. I promise you, way more fire. Do you want to have <laughs> Please, better than 72. Um, the thing I just told you about is Kobe Michael, 200 day, decent. Horace Grant, 72, not bad. But that price channel. Um, and it's the last time I'm gonna say it too. That's how fire it is. Start there. What what books um you want to talk about real quick? Oh,
7: uh, let me see. I got a couple of them right here on my desktop.
2: Come on, you That's know, trevor to shagging me for breaking for breaking guidelines.
7: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, uh, not bad. I do I'm looking for. I got so many screenshots. Order okay, my, my Market
2: order. Wizards, uh, Complete Turtle Traders, Trend Following by Michael Covell, Money Master of the Game, Trading in the Zone by Mark Douglas, A Man for All Markets, Uh Big Debt Crisis by Ray Dalio, Principles.
0: Can I have one, Ian? Go ahead. Stock traders all my back. 2021. Stock. So when you want to find. When <laughs> well, you fire. I mean. Let's just help the people out. If you want to find the trend, you go get it. It's on Amazon. It's $59. It, it will tell you month by month, day by day, the trends of the market.
2: Troy, a good brother. <laughs> I tell you, he's a good brother. Like t- Stock market, and I'll say it too. I don't endorse many books. Fire. Fire. It, you know, it was Fire. crazy because we
0: got out at the same time. I was like, what you reading? I'm reading yep. it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fire. That's a good one. Appreciate it. And it'll you. tell you
2: what the probability of the days for the okay for those of you that trade futures, it'll tell you the icon of which days have the probability of being down. Don't make a course it. in three weeks on it and exactly. act like y'all came up with it. Please don't do that. But yeah, that's fire. Love it.
0: Yeah, they put it in chat. Somebody asked to say it again. It's in chat stock traders, Omen at 2021. There's a 2020 version, but they obviously update it every year. That's Amazing. a good one. No, so appreciate, you, appreciate uh, you. Thank you.
2: Do, 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 do. Let's get some ladies on here. Let's this see man he just got. gave with the blueprint to how to make the Just Blaze sample Rockefeller. I'll see you.
0: Well, <laughs> I hope I can get this right. Uh, Miss Kenny, are you there? Sharasia? I hope I said that right. You unmuted, unmute yourself. Sharasia? Hello? Quinn, you there? Yeah, she said no, no, no. Oh, I try to get some
2: headphones together,
0: I hear you. Okay. All right, got to get my mic right, all right. Five, four. I'm here. Please. She
1: said, okay, we can hear you.
4: Okay, uh, so I wanted to ask, I know you your guys- vo-
1: your, your, volume is real, your volume is real low. Is there any way okay. you can to Okay, Let me turn
4: it up. What, is, what about now? Yeah.
1: Better, okay. Is
4: that better? Yeah. Okay, yeah. my bad, thank you. It's Sharisa, thank you, you got it right. Uh oh, <laughs> And hello, good evening to everybody. Hope you guys are doing glad you guys are doing well heard you tell you you were doing well before uh, I had a question about energy sector I know when Josh Brown was on he talked about the energy sector you have to look at, at companies into the next level of the energy sector and so what what does that look like what does that next level look like because what the when the cold weather happened in Texas um, they bashed clean energy uh, they bashed the the windmill energy and so why is the energy sector taking this turn It's up, but they've kind of taken this turn in the upper direction. So can you give some insight on?
1: Yeah. Energy. The antennas was a little
0: crossed. You the
3: TV Speaking of
1: energy. yes. <laughs> Remember back in the day, Couldn't I don't know. My, my grandmother had the joint where yeah. you had to turn it down and then like, you had to play with the um, wires and it was like, it might be lines in the yeah. TV. It was a real. It was a whole cultural. If, if your brothers
0: didn't like you, they told you to hold it because you got to stay there so we can get a clear channel. Yeah, that's what happens
1: when channel you're younger. Channel two, brother. channel four, channel five, seven, and channel seven, nine, and eleven, <laughs> and thirteen. That's what Mister said. That funny. was before cable. Um, <sighs> Ian, how do you feel? How do you feel about energy?
2: Um, there, there is some value there right now. Um, anytime that anything related to short-term weather disasters. It's a good trade, not a good long term investment. Um, the We're having a shift in oh, like a paradigm shift in what's important. So fossil fuels are going away. Um, cleaner energy is going to be the wave of the future. Some would argue that it is here now. Um, if you're going to look at anything in the energy field, I will look at the big boys. But I can come back next week and probably tell you like the top five that I like, but I wouldn't base a long term investment thesis based on short term weather disasters that have happened. Uh, okay. At least I
4: I have yeah. two that I'm thinking about jumping out of now. Just trying to map Fire out the price point. Okay, uh, Fang and ET. So Diamondback and Energy Transfer. Okay. So I got Those it. Diamondback at 62.
2: Let me grab my phone real quick. I promise you, I have these prices for you. Uh, you want to get in or out?
1: Out. I mean, diamond. Diamondback, Diamondbacks on a, on a crazy yeah. run right now. It is. Um, yeah, Diamondbacks yeah. on a crazy. Yeah, I'll
2: probably run. take profit in the, over the next couple of days on that one. Okay. But I'll come back for sure next week and answer that for you. Because okay. And, I'm,
4: and then I'm in Stock Club as well. So.
2: Oh come on! You already know. Send me a telegram right now. Okay. And I got you.
1: Okay. Thank you. Appreciate you. I'm definitely. uh its five year chart doesn't look encouraging. Two year chart doesn't look encouraging, but the
0: yeah, six month six month great. chart looks. Yeah.
1: Impeccable.
0: Yeah, I, I actually really ran- I, I typed in FANG, because I was looking at a FANG ETF. I remember I spoke to Trap like six months ago. There was a FANG ETF that had the top 10 FANG, well, top 10 companies. And it was. I'm like, uh, you think we should invest in it? And he was like, nah, man, it's 50% chance. If the FANGs go bad, you lose your money. And so when I typed it in again, I ran into this. I'm like, ooh, I caught this like two months ago. And I didn't. I heard something very, in, in, in very a very good perspective on energy. And it was like, clean energy is the way, but- when it comes to building, are we going to be having EV tractors? Are we, are we there yet? Because if we got to build, if we got to create roads, we're still going to be using oil and gas to to get us those those vehicles. Oh wow! To those. Yeah, always and keep
2: that in. Gas, mind. Yeah, and they'll they'll shift and, and make the make the adjustment. Uh, yes yeah. but give it time. But oil, yeah, down oil the road. Road. being a primary investment, that that era is over. So long, gone. and shout out to to Mr. Trapper, man! Them trousers you had on, boy, you look like a GQ a GQ model. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good, to Mr. Trapper, go trademark that ASAP.
0: Melissa, we coming to you. Unmute yourself. You've been unmuted.
2: What's going on? Hello. Hey, how are you?
4: Hey. I'm good. Hello. How are you? Good. good. Um, I wanted to ask about um, space stocks.
2: Okay, and I, what, what you one, thought I, about
4: I,
8: them. That's what well, I the was
4: reading back. like um, an article recently on travel and leisure regarding space and hotels, and I have a hospitality background. So I was like, hmm, that sounds interesting. And then I'm reading Elon Musk's book and mm-hmm. SpaceX and all that other stuff. So just wanted to get you guys input.
2: It's going to take probably 20 years before it's like viable, but if you're willing to build an incredible base while the price is low and you believe in the space, now would be a I mean, good time.
1: Virgin Virgin Galactic, um, there's a few others, but it's-
2: Virgin's it's overrated still, though. It's, yeah.
1: still, it's still so much more that has to be done for it to be viable. Like, you know, it's one thing to take somebody into space as a one-off,
3: yeah.
1: but to make it an ongoing thing, um, I think we're years, yeah, a uh, years away from that. So yeah. my whole thing with my my philosophy with investing is I want to invest in something that is like happening now. Yeah. So like even like last this time last year when we spoke about Moderna, that was something that was happening in the moment, like mm-hmm. now, not like 10, 15 years out. So because there's too many variables that can happen like okay. in between. Yeah. So that's just my own personal play. I just yeah. feel like there's more, there's more value stocks and more valuable industries right now, yeah. that's actually doing stuff that's actually changing the world right now, as opposed to something that, I mean, it's definitely gonna happen at some point, but maybe 15 years, maybe 20 years, maybe 10 years, that's, that's kind of a long time to plan and something that's not really, you know.
0: Yeah, I I think, I, I go with Ian with this. And I think you might've said it, you don't wanna get into a position at the wrong time in a sense where, yes, space exploration will be something of the future. Is it up right now? Probably not. And so the, I think the example you gave, Ian, was like 2010. If you would have invested in Tesla, when we, everybody's yeah. talking EV, right, it, it was five dollars yeah. then. It yeah. wasn't the time for EVs. You talk about Tesla now, obviously they're here. The cars are here. You see so many different EV companies. It's a different time. And so you don't want to get into your investment and just sit on it when you can, you're can. you going to be losing an opportunity to actually gain potential in yeah. other spots.
2: Yeah, unless you go for 15 years and you're doing it for your kids, like, if space is internet 2.0, 2024 space is like 1985 with internet.
7: Got it. Yeah, if, if Thank you, you the, guys. Yeah, if
2: you have the huddle to hold it for that period of time, great. But, but also, too, when something is at an extreme low and you truly believe in it, and, and if you have an informational edge, there is value in building a base every year and built like so. For those who built up positions, um, like when Jason Calicanus and like, that whole like Tesla support squad helped Elon stay afloat. They there were people that were buying twenty thousand shares of Tesla every year. And mm-hmm. then when it finally had its boom, great, but you have to have an edge there to know when you're gonna have liftoff, no pun intended, on that asset class. Yeah,
1: there's, there's ETFs too. Um uh, you got Moon, you got um UFO
0: and um Arc. Yeah. Oh, they're coming, they're coming with it,
6: they
0: yeah. They're marketing. coming out with one, oh, yeah. Everybody, everybody's waiting on, on it, everybody's waiting Mark on it. It's coming on one too, so yeah. These ETFs sometimes the names be hilarious, right? Yeah. Like UFOs. I, I was looking up, um, it's good marketing, a cyber security ETF. Um, hack, I'm like, that, that's perfect. It's good marketing, <laughs> yeah. It's good marketing for the yeah. ETF. Let's do what
1: better, what better space
0: name than UFO? UFO. Yeah, it yeah, makes sense yeah. to me. Pay the premium What's for that it? name, but it was, it was worth oh, it. Real? Real quick, our earnings so um kind of slow on the earnings from companies that we spoke about. So uh Thursday, Thursday, DocuSign will be reporting, and uh, ulta Beauty, another company we spoke about that was solid. Uh, those two companies will be reporting on Thursday, 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 Thursday. All right, let's see if we got some more ladies in. Here. Da 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 da. Edith, we coming to you. Edith, what's going on? Unmute yourself. You've been unmuted.
7: Hi.
2: Hey, Hey! how are you?
4: <laughs> I'm always shocked when you all pick me. This is the second time. Um, Ian is fire. I love the EYL um, Masters, Troy and Rashad. So I invested $100 in Bitcoin. It's now $700 plus. Should I like take out $500 and buy another stock? Thank you. I love you all.
2: No. Believe yeah, oh, it? Oh, I love thank
4: you, Ian. Thank you. It. Leave it. Okay, thank you so much.
0: Yeah.
1: That's, that's, a, nice, a, that's a nice turnaround.
2: That's, that's it's a, a nice, nice return. One. Yeah. Keep it in.
0: That's a nice one. She, she was listening. That's what I'm told. That's the application right there. Oh, this might be a first. Let's go to Rashad. Rashad, are you there? Unmute yourself. You've been unmuted. What's up, Rashad?
7: How y'all doing?
2: Good, how you feeling? Good.
7: Hey man, it's all love. I just want to congratulate y'all on a wonderful show. I'm listening every Monday. I'm EYL, I'm Red Panda now, it's going down. My
2: you know guy, I appreciate you, all your energy.
7: Um, sure. Troy? Real quick, Troy made a statement and I just wanted to bring it to everybody's attention. I just saw this like today. There's footage right now on YouTube that just came up via drone. Um, Elon, is he's been working on a, a semi-trucks, EV yeah. semi-trucks. Yeah. I'm in Texas. So, I'm, I'm hardcore Tesla. I'm hardcore, you know, with the movement. Anyhow, my quick question was um, leverage. If any of you guys can explain on a fundamental level how we could possibly utilize leverage uh, at a time like this where so many stocks are on sale.
1: Oh, leverage. What exactly
7: are you referring to? Margin accounts? Yeah, long term on buying holes, uh, and I understand it, leverage can be a two-edged a two-edged sword. But um, how can you utilize that leverage? Say, for instance, you have X amount of dollars, and you're leveraged more purchasing power if you have a stock that's on sale. And I'm and I'm asking this as a a, a beginner because I want I've never used leverage before, so I definitely don't want to over leverage. But um, so much is on sale right now. I'm gonna make a move, I'm gonna buy some more, but you know, I just
2: wanna how, how much are you trying to leverage?
7: Uh no more than a, a, a couple grand
2: at the most. Email me in at joinredpanda.com, I'll send you the couple grand. I don't want you to use leverage. You're gonna kill your account. Oh man. <laughs> Point blank. Don't fuck up your account. Don't do it.
7: Peace but, love,
2: because dude. if you don't know where to get in, when when to get out. Okay, let me ask you this question. Yeah. For whatever you want to buy how long would that asset class be down or that particular stock? There, there, now there's a clear answer because there is an extrapolation model based on algorithms and hedge funds. So you indeed. can find, you can see how long is going to be down if you guys go dig for it. But if right. you don't know, I don't want you to leverage three or four grand and then you end up being down 26,000. Peace, peace. Can okay. happen. Okay. I want you to do it. Well, uh, what? what's your name again?
7: Rashad.
2: Rashad, Rashad where are you from? I'm from Houston, man. I'm oh, Houston, man. man! Come listen, me, bro. I don't right listen.
7: There. It's it's all love. I appreciate y'all, brothers. And I, I just want to let y'all know, man. The ancestors are smiling down on y'all, man. This is what brothers like Marcus Garvey wanted to see our people do, man. This is it. 100. Three in the land. That's huge. All right. right. Peace, man. It. Y'all have a good night, man. Yeah. You mean, you mean Sugar
2: land in Three days.
7: and said pull, pull up on them at the skate ring. <laughs> what skating ring, man? This H-Town, man. It's no. the fourth largest city in America, bro. Nah, in the Simon, in the Simon Mall. They got a skate link in there.
2: <laughs> nah, I'll I'll be busting my, my ass in there. Like, <laughs>
7: hey, man, you ain't the only one, bro. I I, I can't yeah. get down like that, man. But listen, bro, I appreciate y'all, man. I really appreciate y'all. I don't want the money, man. I just want to learn how to fish. You know what I'm saying?
2: Don't do levers, though. You have to wait okay. two or three years, and you have to have an edge that is so great. So the only time I want you guys to use margin because if you're winning 80% of your trades, then if you know that you're going to put in a dollar, you're going to get seven back.
7: That's a bit. That's a bit. That's it. Thank y'all. I appreciate Shout out you. to H. Yeah,
3: appreciate sure. you, bro.
7: But definitely, I mean, yeah, to answer
1: that question, though, um, leverage is be careful. Everybody, I mean, we could tell people not to use it, but when you it, see it, it's tough. Yes, it, it I mean, we've spoke about this a lot, so I don't want to go into too much detail, but margin, there's, there's, there's other ways, you, you know, credit. You can actually... I, Especially in the crypto day, remember people you used to used to be able to buy um, crypto with credit cards. Credit cards, cards. Yeah. Credit cards mom, yeah, back
2: in the day. My
0: mom reminded me because you could only I couldn't use a Visa. You had to have a Mastercard to do it. So I had to I ran a Park card real quick. So that was, was to that a good old days of crypto. That. Imagine if you could buy stocks with credit card. No, nah, it'd be like you used to be able to buy crypto to to. with
1: credit cards. That's yeah. crazy. Looking back on it now,
0: how many credit cards did we
1: take out? Huh? Oh man, it was crazy. Crypto, <laughs> crypto, and credit was lit. That was a whole that was a whole wave.
0: Yeah,
1: I've seen even cash advances um, or um, balance transfers because you know a lot of times people don't realize with balance transfers you can actually take out money a lot of times with the balance transfers, and then you once you get that money you can do whatever you want with it. And then the balance is like zero percent for like twelve months, sometimes even twenty four months if, if you get a real good offer. So that's like an interest free loan for twenty four months,
0: but.
2: Yeah, You're don't encouraged. do leverage. No,
1: I'm not. Leverage. I'm not
0: he only talking because talk he lived. That's hope a that, so hopefully you won't have to go through That's that. a stack. pop, what's going on? Shot Town Zone, you unmute yourself. You've been unmuted. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, pop, I appreciate you. In a major way. No, I just
8: had, I just wanted to know what you guys thought about um, Israel. Is uh, Um I bought into it uh, like thirty-one,
1: I believe. Did it take it again? Um, that's, that's the her again? That's the art
2: thing, right? The Israel? Yeah, that's yeah. Art, that's an art I haven't
1: thing. looked into it yet. So hey, to look into it, look, it tonight for
8: you. I looked into it a while ago and then, like earlier on, and I mean, I like the companies that were in there, so I'm just thinking, like now that they're down a little bit, I'm thinking
1: about just like kind of loading up a little bit on it. Yeah.
2: It. I, I, I'm
1: definitely aware of that, but I haven't really looked into it, so I can't really speak on that. Um it's not something that I looked into, but I know it is part of the ARC family, um, that Israel ETF, but yeah, maybe we can, we'll, we'll look mm-hmm. into it. Oh, my phone real quick. Okay. You said are. you should never speak about something that you're not
2: educated <laughs> on. Uh, yeah, it's a okay. yeah, I'll come back for sure.
0: Uh, I appreciate you. I, I wasn't aware of it, but I am now. So that means there goes the homework for me tonight. Appreciate you. Technology, I see. Innovative technology. Yep. All right, yeah. got you, got you, got you. Uh, let's see who we got uh, here. Let's get like one more. Uh we got any ladies in here? Let's go to Jamie. Jamie, this could be unisex though. Jamie, it's you. I'm um, you just. Hey,
8: know. what's up, fellas? How y'all doing? Can you hear me? Yeah, i What's up? Hey, I'm good. I'm good. Hey, um, so speaking of margin, so. I haven't blown up my account yet, but I did have, <laughs> I did have about <laughs> 2 million. I did have about 2 million. And then with the, uh, with the correction in the NASDAQ, I'm down like 900,000. So, um, this one I'm trying to figure out. So I liquidated my account. Yeah. I liquidated my account, but, uh, I'm trying to figure out what to do now. Should I play the, uh, you know, the, um, the uh, reopening play or should I just stay in cash? Mm-mm. Should I take liquidated advantage of the dip, up? you know, in, 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 these tech stocks? Liquidated. I mean, at this point, what should I do?
1: When you say liquidate your account, what are you investing in? Everything liquidated everything.
8: Yeah. I mean, honestly, honestly, man, you know, I kind of panicked. So I sold everything. <laughs> so from peak to trough, I was, from what? peak to trough. So from peak to trough, I was up about one. I was, I turned about a hundred thousand into 1.9 million. it, it, mm-hmm. it, came down to about 1. Point, let's see 1.25 um okay. mm-hmm. now i'm about at now i'm right at about 1.1 1. 1. so really at that point i just i just sold everything and i just said hey i'm going to wait this out let's so, see what so you happens you started at
2: 100 yeah you so you started with
8: 100 like, you went
2: up to 1. 1.9 1. 1.2 yeah Okay. okay are good
1: so so but it feels so you, bad you're though still right up. you know yeah you can't count money that you okay, never had.
2: it goes back to Yeah, and then it goes to the point that I was talking about earlier. Commend yourself for a hell of a trade. What you're trying to do, and we all do it, you are trying to recreate the magic that you created last year. And this year is a different cycle. You did the right thing. So if you started with 100, yeah, you you did the right thing. You're at 1.2. You need a cooling off period for three months. You did the right thing. Go on vacation. Before you deploy capital.
8: Think about
1: it.
2: Everybody, yeah, man. Because I'm
8: yeah. literally, I, I've literally psyched myself out. I thought, I thought I knew what I was doing, but um, when that happened, well, I was like, "Oh did. snap! I need to, I need to re- reassess, reevaluate." Okay.
1: You knew
2: so what you know, were I'm, doing.
8: Options. Actually, no, man. It was just long. I was going long on, long on stock, no options.
2: Uh, you deployed capital at the right time during a crisis. Great. Pretty much. Now yeah. we're not in a crisis. But we hit at a high. Now. We are going to chase those gains. All traders have been through this. You just went through it on a long-term investment cycle, right? So this is what I talked about earlier. Once you know what your targets are, you have to then stop. If victory is game seven, you can't be like, hey, let's play game eight because you could lose. So now you're up. Wait. Wait till the market settles. I would even say you probably should wait until September until we have a strong pullback and then deploy capital. And out of that 1.2, I probably would only put another hundred to 200 grand in and let that ride for 10 to 20 years and you'll be good do not try to recreate what you did last year
1: what what stocks what stocks did you were you invested in at the time um
8: so really i, I went all green i was i was heavy um green tech you know the evs um in anything that was mining bitcoin right, okay. right so I, I got in early man and that thing just kept got going up up. up 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 like every day i was, was I mean, there, there were there were um yeah I had some grayscale. Yeah I had uh GBTC, I had uh CleanSpark. Um I had a little fuel cell, um little plug
1: power. Um
0: you got you know, out at the just, right I, time on yeah.
2: everything.
1: Hey Jamie, hold. I wait. I wanted to, I thought I thought um like I was going to say like if you had Apple or Tesla or something like I didn't that. Fool with, and, I didn't fool with I didn't fool with either one of those. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm what I'm um, saying is that it, it probably wouldn't have yeah. made sense though, know, but yeah. you got of stocks where
2: you got out at the right time.
1: is not promised. Um, and you got a thousand percent return. Um, you did the right thing. You did the right thing. But the thing about Long-term
2: it is- Which I'll tell you guys all the time. Yeah, go but ahead. This
1: is, this, this is the thing though. You you, um, you were fortunate. And like like Ian said, that was actually something that was really uh, true. It's a blessing to lose 400,000 or lose 900,000. Because in order to lose 900,000, have to lose up. up. So it's a blessing that it'd you have to be, be up. In but, but- it's a difference between um, having a good year and having a good career. So, um, you know, you you could have picked some good stocks, but now it sounds like you might want to just formulate a, a strategy because there's no guarantee that you can duplicate that level of success. See the good?
2: You're not going to be able to duplicate that again until we hit another the recession. The thing is,
1: like, when you have more money, like, we know people that have a thousand percent return, but they only had a thousand dollars in but you had a thousand percent return with a 100,000 and it's like, all right, that's a million. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. um, but yeah. you don't want to
0: continue losing because then yeah. you hurt yourself. I'll just
1: say and this, I know man, you
2: don't want to like, hear this.
0: I'll just say sure. this, and, and then you go, you don't have to apologize, man, for being a millionaire. Like, you, mm-hmm. you made the right place. They were uh, over a year and a day, the investment. So I know some people are asking about the taxes because I'm thinking about the taxes in my head as well, but.
8: Yeah. And yeah. I think that's why I held so long because I was like, man, I don't want to play pay, you know, short term capital gains on on all these uh games because, you know, I'll be in the a and and all that. Yeah. But in hindsight, that should have been more secondary, not primary. But go ahead. I'm sorry.
2: No, I'm just yeah, saying. And now, saying
0: man.
2: Yeah, I mean, because you did a hell of a thing. But and I know you're thinking, like, what if I could do this for five more years? Opportunity will come. I will only deploy maybe a one hundred thousand. Because that's the number you probably can sleep with at night if you lose it you still have the nest egg but now you got to lean towards safety now it's all about capital preservation no one wants right. to hear that until they lose the 1.2 and then right. you were a has been that had the 1.2 and lost it but you can still print a good amount of money off that but kudos to you like we've got to clap it up for you i know the anxiety is real and when you guys make money for those of you that are looking on youtube and, and you know people in, in zoom you think that when you make the money, the problems go away? They only get exacerbated because now you have a different set of concerns to manage. But you don't. The so higher up clear. you go up the mountain, it doesn't feel
1: like. It doesn't even feel. It's one of these things that's cliche, where it's like you have a million dollars, and you would think the life changes, and you just. Not really that case.
8: No,
2: <laughs> it's really
1: not. Yeah.
2: And that's why sometimes I'll say the thing, and and people be like you guys are crazy, but like the number for actually to be rich in America is like thirty one million. There's a reason why top athletes that play in the league make thirty million dollars a year. Go look at the stats. That is the metric. A million dollars in 1970 was amazing. 1960 was amazing. Okay, I, I, same, I, I, especially I, if you,
1: as, as an advisor, definitely now I understand you didn't you didn't you didn't do the um, more safer plays because you was you know you was running it up, but. Now that you have, you know, some nice capital, put at least a couple hundred thousand into more of the traditional investments that we talk about every, and you know, these are the things you can just hold for 20 years.
0: But at least, a, you know.
2: Yeah, and you can get fifteen twenty 20% on indexes if you get it at a great price. That's a great percentage, right? 12, 15%. Yep, until we have another crash. Congrats! Yeah. Great job. Like I gotta clap it up for you. That's you. I, but the anxiety with it is real.
1: Start investing in the stock market. Do what again? When did you start investing in the stock market? Uh, like when did I first start?
8: Um, like, probably when, like when 2008.
1: This run, this run. With oh, this 000. run.
8: Oh, with a hundred thousand. So I put that in. I put that in. Um,
1: in April? Like
8: around last June, year? July of last year.
0: Oh, you really killed oh, it. Yeah. yeah. Really so yeah, that's, right.
8: that's yeah, yeah, man. I mean, it felt good, but then I feel poor now because you know I am like man, I I, I lost fifty percent of what I had in my. If if you, if you,
2: <laughs> listen, you're making an amount of money that most people on here may never touch. Don't say that you feel I like poor. Jay. I know what you mean. He's an earner.
0: Earner. earner. He played He's great defense.
2: A... He played amazing defense.
0: You can't be mad you at him. The
2: house is on fire. You grab the fire extinguisher and put it out.
0: Yeah. Job well done. Hey, Jamie, we're giving you the stamp. Earned your leisure. You have earned. it <laughs> <you laughs> yeah, been that, earned. That's huge. Thank, thanks,
8: fellas, man. I, I listen to you guys every week, so I appreciate it. I
2: appreciate
8: you, appreciate
2: bro. You. It yeah. And it's and a good le- lesson for investors and traders. No matter what amount of money you hit, you always have FOMO. It, it's always, man, I could have got 22% more, 28% more. It's always FOMO. Yeah, 2,000%. I don't know how to deal with it. Because he said 1.9. He's so he's won really won. Probably 3,000. It never goes away. But it does hurt. Take care of the grass that you're on.
1: Half a million dollars. Um, it does. It doesn't feel good.
2: No, it
0: doesn't no, feel it doesn't. good it's at it's all. A, there's no way to substitute that feeling. Like you can't explain it to somebody. It, they'd have to go through it to understand it. It's like one of those things. But it's not that bad. Surely not.
2: Um, oh, <laughs> you, you took trade, and you just start crying out the corner, out of your eye, and down here at the same time. Uh,
1: you know what though, because, Trump. nah, 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 no. Nah. It's really not, uh, okay, so I did, did, look did. at it like when you, when you up, right? And it's like, you know that you had some crazy run up. It's like the money's not real. Mm-hmm. It's unrealized. It's not real, it's not realized. Yeah, that's why it's keyword, unrealized money. Keyword real inside yeah. of realized. It's yeah. like, you never win, you never lose in this game. Like you
2: up, you down, keep case. it. It's different in futures because it's cash shuttle the that same day. Okay. So when you lose ninety thousand in futures, it's it's ninety that day, and the broker won't call you and say, "Hey man, hope hope you have a better day tomorrow." You just you just cry. Yeah. And from boys in the hood.
1: I, I looked at my account last week, bro. I, I saw how much money I lost,
2: and, how, how uh, much was unrealized. Listen, the group yeah. chat been quiet two weeks. I'm like, hey, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Don't open it to April. Yep. It feels just like last year, though. I'm in
0: the kitchen. I'm in the kitchen. That's all. In the kitchen cooking wins and wins and losses, man.
2: Fact, you fact. can't lose when you started with nothing. That's a fact. It's only up you you can live. go back to that's a fact that's the ultimate loss. Steve. That's that's the ghost I'm chasing. We ain't never going back. Oh, you can never go back. NBA, never NBA young boy never, never broke never, never, again. Never broke again. We never that's broke true. again.
5: Never that's broke. true.
0: We made it. We made a for each other. <laughs> never broke again. I don't care. Never yeah. broke again. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, it's been real. It's been real, always enjoyable. Always, 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 always enjoyable. Market Mondays, man. Always, it's therapeutic for me.
1: Uh, I love to, I love the market Mondays, man. Every every Monday, eight o'clock, we get to to rock it out for two hours.
2: ZRL is not bad at twenty dollars and nineteen cent, by the way, if it gets there.
1: Yeah, man. It, it could always be worse, man. We gotta keep, we gotta keep life in perspective. You're really blessed, like Fat Joe said, man. When you can wake up and you know as he said, eat lobster for breakfast and things that we're really blessed. And it's like, you know, where we can just, you know, have a, a YouTube show and talk about stocks and, you know, talking about losing money and still have a roof over our head and still be able to drive That's nice true. cars. And that nature and It's yep. like, you know, you're really blessed. And it's, it's important to keep that in perspective. Um, at the end of the day, it's only money, um, your wealth, your family, your, health. Your, your, your family, your real wealth is in your family and your health um, and your peace of mind. Yeah. You can't put a price tag on peace of mind. I look at money not so much as like just that you know hoard it. it. It just allows you to do things and allows you freedom. Um, Certain freedoms, but you know we always got. Keep-
2: but put governors on and stop losses on y'all account though. <laughs> too.
1: Yes. Yeah. Gonna- <laughs> that sounds. <good> too. <laughs> no, I respect that. I respect that. I respect that. I respect that, and learn too. Learn, learn from your mistakes because mm-hmm. we all make mistakes, but um. Yeah, you know, once you, I think once you, once you keep that in perspective, you realize that, you know, no matter how much you lose, no matter how much you gain, um, it's a blessing just to even be able to to play the game.
2: Yeah, that's a fact. What number would you lose? You don't have to say it, but percentage wise, if you lost it, you actually cry. Uh, No, I wouldn't cry, bro. Nah, there was no percentage. I wouldn't cry. You wouldn't cry? Nah. Nah, I wouldn't cry. I wouldn't cry.
1: I no. cry. If I lost 100 percent of my, well, build a day, thing. I build different things. It would hurt, but
0: um, I wouldn't cry. Yeah. Now we 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 remove emotion from this. Yeah. yeah, it happens. Yeah. We really from nothing. Like I don't think people really understand. We say we from, like we have started from nothing. Like we really did. Yeah, I get it. So. It's, you know what I mean? It's not for us
1: to. And to, not much has really changed. <laughs> like it's not like our life has really drastically changed. Yeah. Like you know, it's like it's are yeah, I was quarantined way to for weeks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, I could always just yeah. go with peanut butter sandwiches and tuna fish
2: coming over every day.
1: <laughs> could always be worse
2: as Notre Dame Is independent or <laughs> uh, <I> should... <laughs> yo, <laughs> we all please. gonna get y'all sports talk off that segment alone. Man, <laughs>
0: yo, we should drop the sports podcast viral. Should...
2: Sports, sports, yeah,
0: sports
1: podcast.
2: Y'all debating what y'all do. Let's see. We need a moderator, we
0: need a
1: moderator. Sports podcast. Shout out to Brian, Brian could be the moderator. <laughs> music, music and sports
0: podcast. That'd be That's too easy. Yeah. We can do that right now. You want to take one more? But, pro- uh, yeah, we can take one more. Let's, let's see, let's see what we got.
1: But we. I'm not planning on losing 100% of my portfolio though. No. If
0: that happens, that would be a dark day in American music. Never seen this name, let's let's go to this one. Uh, is it Daryl? Daryl, what's going on? Unmute yourself, you have been unmuted. Yes, sir. How's it going, fellas? How are you good.
6: Right. good, good. I'm um, calling for some quick guidance or whatever. Um, 49-year-old cat. Started investing last year right before the Apple split. <clears throat> I'm investing $1,000 a week. I'm trying to do that for the next five to 10 years to catch up on everything. I'm doing DCA right now, but after this after this drop or whatever, I was deciding: should I stick with the DCA? Should I split it up? DCA then hold load the boat. What would you suggest? What are you investing in?
2: Um, I was I,
6: Apple, Microsoft, AMD, Visa, BTI, QQQ. You're good,
2: you're good man. Man. <laughs> Like, go look at the Cuban episode. episode. <clears throat> that
6: price. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna, have to, I'm, gonna um, <laughs> I'm gonna have to go back to that Cuban. I was on for that as well. So I just started like you won't.
2: You'll be good. What at QQQ. When I get in, at I
6: get
0: in that buy every week. Oh, he's buying. Okay, he's buying okay, every week. Okay, I'm
1: putting
2: thousand
0: dollars Okay. Thousand every
1: week. I'm Which not
2: smart. That's a, that's, that's a good you know, base. Dollar
1: cost averaging. Just don't be discouraged. I know you're down in your portfolio right now, <laughs> uh, but don't be discouraged. Dollar cost averaging is the best yeah. way to actually invest. It's, it's been it's been proven. Yeah,
6: yeah. Because okay. I made some of the mistakes that y'all mentioned before. I started um, straying off the path. Didn't stick with the plan. First, I was doing um, dividend fund, dividend stocks, and then Mm -hmm. I started doing the DCA. And then I heard Troy say on one episode he wanted a thousand apple. Now I want a thousand apple. So (laughs) it's kind of going back and forth. So, but yeah, I'm gonna try to stick with the plan.
2: Stick with your plan through and through. That'll be your greatest edge. I'm gonna be honestly as an investor when I hear other people on stick to their plan, I'm like, this shit gonna be an easy win for me. If you just stick to your plan, okay. like if you're putting in 1,000 a, a month, oh baby, a 1,000 a, a week. a week. A
0: week? A week. A week. A week. 1, a month. 2024
2: 22. is going to be amazing for you. a lot of
1: things out here getting money. Yeah, how much, of, hey, I appreciate you, bro. appreciate you, dad. How much of your portfolio would you lose before you started crying?
2: Shit, if I got down to 55%, boy, I, I'm going to come on here like <laughs>
3: Oh my God.
2: You're going to see a whole different side of me. Gonna pull the pocket square. I, I'm going to hedge king. I'm going to lie. I'm going to, yeah, man. You're going to see Leroy come out for real. We haven't seen him in a while. This
0: must oh,
2: yeah, has- still die. He dead from Hurts. Now dig him up. Hurts put put him in the ground. You know, that
0: was, that was, it happens. That was classic character.
2: Yo, we- <laughs> <laughs> Snapchat, bring it back so I can run my character up, please. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, but, but I've had losses big enough in trading. Like, first time I lost 30 grand in the trade, oh man, I cried. And then not know I was crying. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I never cried.
2: Mm-hmm. Not i fun, mean, but, but it taught me the lessons. Even, right. even, even,
1: even when I lost 30 in life. Oh, I'm like, what's up? Well, Investing. a few times in life. But even when I lost that 30,000 in crypto, when I couldn't afford to lose 30,000, it, it was like Tweety Bird. Like, you ever watch those cartoons where it was like the Tweety Birds, it was like. Yeah. Like no. that, like but, that, but, but at least in
2: crypto, you have time for it to recover. Like no, end of no, day two fifty nine futures. No, features. Uh, no, yeah.
0: no recovery for that. It um, was we watched things go to. Oh, like you guys just out. Ninety nine percent, ninety
1: nine percent. Like I, I literally felt like somebody hit me in the back of the head with a sledgehammer.
0: Like, no, it was real. It was real. Yeah. What happened, yeah, and that's the point. We just <laughs> like, you know next day. It was but red. it was. But it's. <laughs> that's
1: why. But that's why they like. There's like, great lessons know? in it. I'm not. I'm honestly not, Kevin, bro. I already lost everything. I lost all my money I invested at one point in time. I lost it. You'll yeah, be down, down, down. I got it. I got it back within a year, and like fifty times over that. It's like, so I'm not. I'm really serious. Like, if I lose every dollar today, like I know how to make money. Like, I'm not. I'm not going to kill myself over losing money. It's just. It's a loss. I'll yeah. learn from it. I'm not going to yeah, be an idiot from it, yeah. and not learn. But I'm not gonna like we. I mean, what am what am, I, what am I supposed to do if I lose it? Yeah, hey, it's lost. What, what can you
0: do? The further you get away from zero, the less it hurts, right? So, like, if you and that's the thing, like, we'll start with no money and invest a thousand dollars, and if that we lose that, mm-hmm. we're not that far from being where we started, right? That's close to zero. Further you go up, yeah. those losses feel the same, like you said, it's unrealized and it feels like it's unrealized because you've never touched it, right? You if you were up five hundred thousand, if you were up a million. And you didn't take it out, like you didn't take like Well, my my man Dow Freeman said, if you didn't take the chips off the table, it never really was yours. It it was unrealized. And your account said it, but it doesn't, you know, the feeling's just different. It's just different.
2: Yeah, but also there's no such thing as house money either. That that's a that's true. An axiom the, the brokers come up with to tell you, like, oh it's house money, go ahead, just yeah. keep playing. And it's like, mm, that's for them to make money on the spread. Right, yeah. So
1: psychologically, you still, I don't know, for me, I just, it's still, it's different. It's just like, I don't know, it's a different feeling. Like when you have that money and you're just making that money, like, and it's just like going up a thousand percent, you lose 10,000 of that, it doesn't feel the same. Like when I, if I lost $10,000 years ago, Mm. that I had to go to a job and- no, it would have meant everything, right? Like, that's a problem. It would be- I do explain like, that? American sniper. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but now it's like if you <laughs> pay 100000 in the stock market, you lose $100,000. do not really think about it yeah, yeah,
2: That's in the normal range of risk.
0: Yeah. You lost 50000 a day, honey. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> what? Good luck. Good luck with that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Don't traders, try not to risk more than 1.6% on, on any trade. And then also, that point that you brought up about nature um, for my traders, here's a quick tip for you it's going to take you a while. Go look and find out what the average speed of an avalanche is. That'll tell you what your target price should be for the Dow Nasdaq when you short. That was that's how I got my targets for shorting. That's, that's Avalanches the are gonna move at a certain speed in comparison. It's gonna give you a multiple at which it moves faster. That is the same target. So take your normal target, multiply that times that rate of speed of the avalanche. And on Nasdaq, you'll be able to make it killer, so. It's my little nerd bio homework for you. It
1: yeah, more than that. Ah, Market my Monday is another, another epic episode. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, don't forget tomorrow, tomorrow, credit dude, Jose Rodriguez, episode 125. Yep. uh wow, that's okay. 125 of Earn Your Leisure. He breaks down everything you need to know about credit, business credit, personal credit, how to build your kids' credit. Credit episode, so make sure you check that out. Very, 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 very important information. Uh, five o'clock Eastern Standard Time on, on all audio platforms YouTube. Mm-hmm. and YouTube. Um, and we have a class from Titalia on uh, EYL University on Wednesday. And she, she, the last she's time different. she spoke, she taught about investing in Ghana, and that was the epic, epic class. Yeah. So make sure you check that out.
3: Make sure
0: hey, she's not brilliant. She is. She is like talking to her. She was. Uh, She had a job on Wall Street at like 16, 17 years old. Like she's different. I didn't even know that. I I mean, real estate, she's a seasoned investor as well. So she's going to bring up tons of knowledge. Shout out to her.
1: Yeah. So yeah, eyouniversity.com, 70% off, make sure you join. And um, yeah, man, keep keep coming, keep the suggestions coming, who you want to see on, what topics you want us to cover. I think this year we've been covering a lot of different topics that we didn't cover last year. Real estate, several different times. Cryptocurrency, several different times. Um, it wouldn't be a bad idea to have a credit conversation either, I don't think. Um, taxes, mm-hmm. um, all that stuff. So yeah, um, you know, we pushing your market Mondays as hard as we possibly can. So thank you for your support. Tell yeah. a friend to tell a friend.
0: And- um, Hey, stimulus check. King? on away. the way. It's on the way. I think much? tomorrow they signing it, 1400 for, so I think you have to make under like 80000 on. And they did a survey. They said uh, half of the millennials were getting the check are going to be investing in the market. Yeah. Everybody's
1: investing in the stock market that's right stock. now. So that's dope. shout out to everybody that's out there yeah. that's investing in the market, man. Um, it's, it's encouraging to see and um, keep your composure. Do not panic, please, please do not panic and um, you know, yeah. every storm ends eventually.
2: Ian, what would you like to tell the people? I appreciate y'all. As soon as we hop off here, we're going to do trading after dark. We're going to go through 20 charts, and I'll take five questions and wrap up. Um, For those of you who want the features program, it's available if you go to my IG, link in bio for a dollar. No upsell, no downsell, no side sell. So we'll do that. And then I love y'all. That's it. Yeah. If you guys like tonight's show, uh, type in the comments, and we'll do more of that.
1: Yo, EYL Network, too. um we have the biggest, um, stock show. We will have the biggest real estate show that is, we're finalizing. We're finalizing this situation. <laughs> we can't speak on it too much right now, but we will have the biggest real estate podcast. We're coming for bigger pockets. Mm-hmm. Um, that will be soon, 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 real very estate. soon,
0: very soon. Real estate podcast is on the way. Soon come. Hey, and everybody I seen it in the chat. Shout out to Jesse for reminding me. I actually put in my notes. We talked about Roblox, uh, because our kids play it all the time. And they probably, well, hopefully they're sleeping now, but yeah, you? they play it every night. Uh the IPO is this week on Wednesday, the IPO. So any parents, you already know you you probably paid enough for whatever the share is going to be over mm-hmm. the past six months. So uh good time to invest mm-hmm. in that if, if you're interested in the company.
1: And another one of our friends um is interested in joining the network too. Um, the biggest, it's called the biggest in the game. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so I'll, I'll, uh, I, I can't, I can't uh, even speak on that yet. But, hold no, no, no.
2: your poker cards to your chest. <laughs> <my friend. laughs> really hold on, poker cards to your chest. Oh, the,
0: the, the network is, <laughs> um, and when
2: Coinbase IPOs, I, I'm, I'm elated about Coinbase. Coinbase. I'll say that. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah.
0: All right, guys. Yeah, man. Oh, shout out to all my educators. I see my New World is in here. They texting me. Herrera, what's up, Thomas? What's going on? All my educators, uh, love you, appreciate you. I am you. I fight for you. My old principal called me today. He Wants me to come back to speak to the kids. It was he actually gave me my first job. So shout out to Mackenzie if he's watching. Um, but yeah, keep fighting the fight uh, and and keep educating, man. I had a, we had a great conversation about indoctrination versus education. I always bring that up a lot. And uh, Jason actually changed my mind on it. He said, indoctrination is good if we change the doctrine. So all my educators, change the doctrine. If you know the truth about education, what you should be teaching, don't feel discouraged about teaching the truth. Please don't, please don't. Our kids' lives are on the line. Please teach the truth. Um, so I'll leave you there with that. Goat fuel. <laughs> A much finer energy drink. <laughs> out to like Jerry Rice, the greatest of all time. Goat fuel. From one go to the next it's called the biggest it's called the gold <laughs> yo we love you
7: yeah come on now in to
3: support for this podcast and the following message come from coriant